Sarah Sweet from Los Angeles, California. I'm going to be on the air. Huh? From Universal Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. ToadHopNetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Live from the Toad Hop Network at the John Lovitz Theater, this is Laugh It Off with Craig Shoemaker. All right. There we go. I am, I am inspired today. I'm spirited. My old self would say I'm pissed off. Oh, yeah? But I'm not. I checked in with myself. Am <laughs> I said, I it's not a pissed. It's fired up. It's it's um I don't know how to describe it. I guess it's motivated. It's spirited. I'm motivated. I'm energized. I'm because I got a debate going to. on on Facebook. You've been good at that lately. I love it. Yeah. So but, but what I love about it, and I thought about this, you know, there's part of me that's the rabble rouser that I like to get people engaged. Rabble, rabble. But there's a, another part of me that truly really believes in Opening up alternative dialogue, mm -hmm. opening it up to you've been fed, you're constantly fed one way. You are. And now I hate to tell you this, folks. Take a little break. <laughs> take a little break from your and get, let's get a little conscious together. OK, let's take a breath. All right. What I am saying is and I don't have an agenda because I'm not going to make any money on this. All right. OK, that other people do make money from getting their agenda across to you which is on a daily basis. This is what you are fed every single day. You are fed their perspective and their greed because they want to make more profit. Right. So therefore, you are accepting things that you are just given mindlessly. Now, you don't, I'm not calling you mindless. Mm. I'm, not calling, I'm not saying I'm the intellectual elite. But I will tell you that as a comic, one thing that comics do share in common mostly is education, and critical thought. Critical thought. Is definitely. this not true? That's definitely true. Couldn't yeah. you say that about most comedians, most entertainers, and people get angry at entertainers for speaking up? They say, what, what do you know? Right. Yeah, one yeah. of the things I say You're to them is... an actor. You're yeah, one of the things I say to them is, listen, we had a president, is a well-respected president for two terms, who was in uh, movies with a monkey named Bonzo. Okay? <laughs> That's what I have to say to that. I also have to say, who is writing the bills in Congress... Many of them are former athletes. And I want to ask you, <laughs> I'm going to ask you right now, flat yeah. out, who do you think is more of a critical thinker on passing these bills and examining these bills, a comic, entertainer, writer, or a guy that uh, threw the ball? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just want to ask you that. There's a sure. guy, you know... Jim Bunning, I love the guy. He perfect game for Philadelphia Phillies. It was before my time, but you know, yeah, he's played for the Phillies. He's been a he's been a senator for years from Kentucky, right? Mm -hmm. There's tons of them. Okay, they're athletes. What qualifies them? You vote for them, and now they are part of your legislature. I'm just asking you, take a moment and think about that yeah. before you criticize the comedians, of which we have a guest coming on today who is a huge advocate for you. Why attack Ed Begley Jr.? Mm -hmm. He's coming on later. I'm excited to have him. Do people on. attack Ed Begley? Are you kidding yeah. me? Did you see the Fox News interview? Just all, just oh, in nice in guy. general, anyone that hears any alternative thinking to, if they hear the word global warming, they'll get you nine oh, well, yeah, million yeah. scientists that supposedly refute this. That's true. Okay, that's what they'll do. That's what they do. But who is supplying you with the information of saying it's it's bogus? 
Think about that. Oil industry who runs your country. Lobbyists who run your country. When it comes to now, I posted something with Rob Schneider today. <laughs> By the way, I said my intention was to come out. I was going to talk about Chuck E. Cheese, which is a whole other thing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it goes to show you that's how fired up I am yeah. from this Facebook debate. It. Friends of mine are on there, and they you know they have the opposition to me, and I don't mind. But I do want to hear alternative view to just killing the messenger. To say that Rob Schneider was in Manimal or whatever, whatever so he what was in, he come out and, and just say? diminish everything that he's saying, demean everything that he's saying, or every, anything that I'm saying. They're like, where am I going to get information from, a scientist or a comic? Mm -hmm. That's a, a really, in my opinion, juvenile, non-empowering way of looking at it. What if the comic read something or experienced something where they didn't, where they unpeeled something that you're not willing to unpeel? Mm -hmm. And they are just out there making the questions, put, submitting the questions to you on challenging the paradigm. Because here's the fact that I've always said, that people refuse to see every single advertisement, every single sponsorship from the media, where you're, where you're quoting, where you're, every single bit of it is sponsored by big corporations. Every bit of it. Mm -hmm. It's not like there's a bunch of comedians going, you know, I'm going to buy an ad on Fox News. <laughs> On MSNBC, no, we don't get together. No, that's not what artists do. Writers aren't getting together. We don't have some little communist group in Hollywood that gets together and says, I have an agenda here. No, what we're inspired to do is to, to peel away these layers that have been given to us. They've been given, and we just think like, you know, it's, it's mindless. Oh, good, we're getting phone calls. Yeah, too. Phone calls. Do you want to take them? Sure. But if can that's we what this what, is causing. Do we want to tell what Rob Schneider is uh, Rob saying? Schneider, uh, I saw something at the last minute. I was doing my show prep today. I was just going to talk about Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's the fun in that? There is a lot of fun in this. I had a party at Chuck E. Cheese yesterday, which I would love oh, to present to you. It's what? The funnest place on earth. Is that what they call it? No. So the, okay. <laughs> All I saw was it's basically a strip club and a casino for adolescents. Mm -hmm. Teaching you how to gamble. L literally, you're throwing stuff in. These <laughs> tickets are coming out. And then Chuck E. Cheese himself, the big rat, by the way. I mean, who made that decision? Yeah. Who's sitting around going, we need, uh, we need a mascot? How about a fluffy? Uh, how about a fluffy little bear? How about a little, you know, a little kitty kitty? No, okay. I got it. A rat. And then everyone on the board agreed. Mm -hmm. Let's go with the rat. It scared the crap out of the kids. <laughs> he came out, and the only reason they stuck around was he's throwing tickets up in the air. That's like it's a strip club. <laughs> he's <laughs> making it rain with tickets. That, and what kind of value is on these tickets? I cashed them in. And I'm on the ground, by the way, yeah, hoarding. I'm sure. So don't get me wrong. I was part of this. I was just gobbling them up. And then they put Jared, my son, it's his eighth birthday. Happy birthday, Jared. I love you so much. And he did have a big smile on his face. And then they put him in a giant... <laughs> in a giant booth, a glass booth, and turned on the fans with tickets flying all over, and he's wearing goggles. It is Vegas. And he's trying to collect these tickets, and I'm outside pounding on the glass going, get the blue one! <laughs> it's a thousand! It's a thousand tickets! Daddy wants a new CD player! <laughs> so Cash it in. We had all the tickets we could find. Yeah. Cashed it in. We basically got a uh, plastic monocle. Yeah. <laughs> A magnified glass. That's days of and fun. And two pieces of gum. Oh, that's <laughs> okay, it. That's basically what you get. It's so anyway, I was going to do a whole bit on that. And I'm not. 
Because, oh, the caller's yeah. left. You can call again. I want to know. Oh, one's Listen. back. One's back. Oh, really? Okay, let's take that. I don't know. I have no idea what it's you about, but I am Schneider, absolutely right. fired up for your life, not mine. What's, what's I'm happy with my life. Okay, what do we got? Somebody, no, somebody, don't. don't I think what's it's, the blue? Are they there? Hello? Are they we there? are technically tectards. We are just, let's just call it what it is. Hello? Oh, yeah. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you on the Craig Shoemaker Show? Who is this? Uh, Hunter. Hunter. Are you, are you young? Yes, sir. Oh, are you here to defend Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> no, I just have a random topic. You have a random topic? Okay. All right. Is it something we can debate? I'm very spirited today, Hunter. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so tell me, Hunter, uh, what uh, what do you want to talk about? All right. Um, so the Olympics are coming up, and I was just wondering which one, which uh, you know, events are y'all's favorite to watch. Oh, okay. Interesting. Thank you Thank for calling. You, and uh, well, okay. My favorite events, steeplechase. Steeplechase. I don't know what that is. Is that see? True? That's why it's my favorite event. I, as usual, I am the alternative. <laughs> You can watch Are your you Michael Phelps churches. Yeah, that's what, what I was picturing. You can watch your you can watch your Michael Phelps swimming, which we all do. I like alternative events, things that you don't see every day. You don't have your kid signed up for the cheaple cheaple Cheaplestays. There's a steeple steeplechase. Go get it. I like what is a steeplechase. It's just who I am. I just like alternative. Just to stay on topic here. Take the Olympic topic and make it into. I do not like things that are just fed to me. You yeah. know, you're supposed to. You're supposed to like certain events. Baseball, you're supposed to sign your kid up for baseball because there's no no interest or ability in baseball. You better find something what else. Is steeple, <laughs> what, what is a steeple? What is steeple chasing? It's not a steeple. You're not chasing a steeple. There's no <laughs> church involved. Okay? okay. You actually leap over this tall steeple. <laughs> it's a big hurdle. What? It's big a, hurdle. It's a big that. pointy turtle. It's not pointy. There's oh. no steeple involved. You don't like open up the doors and there's all the Maybe people you with the be steeple. Involved in the title. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's spelled differently. Oh. Okay. It's called the steeplechase. Like and I, I, you should Google it for God's sakes. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying today is, can we have alternative vision here? Can we open up to these things? I mean, what is wrong with doing that? Why do you fight for the? Why do you fight for the societal norm? Uh, it's not normal a lot of times. So anyway, Rob Schneider, mm -hmm. he goes and he protests, okay, and he uses his voice. That's the thing that people don't understand when you're mad at Susan Sarandon, when you're mad at Ed Begley Jr. or whoever it is, mm -hmm. George Clooney. We realize as artists, okay, that it's not all about entertaining you. There's also the alternative of open up your mind to maybe something that's not in front of you. I'm not, I'm not just a Barney Fife impression and the Love Master. It takes something to get there. It takes checking inside and checking my gut, which is what I do. And then I talk about it on the air. And if it bothers you, talk about why it bothers you. Why does it, why does it so disturb you that Rob Schneider would say something about vaccinations, trying to Open up the narrative because we've had one already. Do you realize you get it all the time? I don't even care if it's MSNBC or Fox News or CNN. You are getting the same narrative, basically, because it's all corporately sponsored. The only way to get something alternative is comics, uh, reading, reading alternative. <laughs> I don't like that one. Yeah, no. I know. Keep a lot going, of people don't, unless what it's else? tweeted. Yeah. But you yeah. can't tweet a cause. 140 can, characters or less. 140 characters or less. We're going to actually open your mind up to vaccinations, a different perspective on it. 
So uh, documentaries, and that's where I get a lot of information because they're not sponsored. They're not making any money. Do you know documentaries do not make money? And how unfortunate. Project. It's a passion project of people that are, have a passion for helping you. Helping you. So why would you be so angry with them? They're angry with me for posting the Rob Schneider comments of what she was just saying. Look, the government shouldn't be telling me to have how many different vaccines do we have? Yeah. So why don't we just whoop, take a little pause and just look at it? And don't give me the stats and the reposts of all the scientific proof. The scientists are hired. Don't use the word conspiracy because that is a condescending word. It's a condescending word so you can take anything that I say and put it in the garbage. Why not just open up your mind instead of looking at it as a conspiracy? Christopher Columbus, you wouldn't even be in this country if it wasn't for Christopher Columbus challenging theories and paradigms, right? And he went and said, you know what? I don't think the world's flat. I'm going to go over there and find out. Okay? How many people, if you look in history, just look in your stinking history of your life, of generations before you, just mm-hmm. look at that. And you will realize that the brave and courageous people out there are the alternative critical thinkers. Sure. So why are you knocking them? They're trying to make it better for you. And it, and it keeps going. It keeps going. You get to modern day. You get mothers against drunk driving. You get people against cigarette smoking. All of those things, they didn't start off with people going, hey, you know, wait a minute. There's probably, you know, Yule Brenner or whatever. He was the star of his time saying, don't smoke. Whatever you don't smoke. And people are going, ah, shut the hell up. Shut up, you actor. You don't yeah. know anything. Yeah. But look what f- was found out. There's toxins in cigarettes. And guess what? Jeffrey Wigand, he came out. Now they have a movie called The Insider, which opens up your mind just a little bit. What if that's what's going on with vaccines? What if that's what's going on with global warming and global climate change? What if? Yeah. Why would you challenge it? Why would you say get mad at people for bringing that up? For just bring it for just challenging the system? Why? Why are you angry? <laughs> We're doing it for you so you can have a better planet. But you're so busy just doing their job for them. You're doing the job of the wealthy because they want to stay there. And it's been the wet way since the beginning of time. Look at history. That's all you have to do. Just look at history. Look at the alternative people that have that come up with the different reasoning and, and different, you know, different experiences that they want to share with you. And you just knock it out of you just knock it out because, you know, he was in a movie where he played a porpoise or whatever it was. <laughs> I want to have Rob Schneider on the show because he brought up vaccinations, which is a big topic. Yeah. If you're a parent, it's a big topic. Because in the article, it's it says very confusing. Vaccines, vaccines uh, are linked to autism. That's why it started causing. Well, autism. it gets you wound up. Here's what I say to this. Okay, all right. So I look at history and I just go, wait a minute. There was a time we had zero autism, and now we're up to one in like five or something. I don't know what the stat is. It's a lot. Cancer didn't exist. It's a lot now. So we put trillions of dollars. This is my logical thinking. This is just how I think. My logical thinking says I have raised money personally for these causes. Autism, cancer, let's just take those two. We've raised trillions and trillions upon trillions upon trillions of dollars for research. And what has it gotten us? More cancer, more autism. Something's wrong in this system, isn't there? Wouldn't you say that? So therefore, the stats that you're reading that support you in saying, I must get my kid vaccinated because I'm going to save other lives of other kids because they're going to catch polio or whatever it is. There's something there. There's something that we have to examine further. And we have to. there's not a vetting process that goes on with the FDA because they are bought off. That is a common sense thing that I have to say is the drug companies run our country. They convince (laughs) you that you have these things half the time. 
what if we just just take this as a premise? What if we put our money? What if we put our money and our effort and your fighting that you want to do to stay right? What if you put that into, say, health in a wellness aspect? Alternative health. What about health that's been going on well for other countries and other uh, other modalities of healing? What if what if you just did that instead of taking the easy way out and go, eh, give it to Pfizer, let them have lobbyists, let them let them like make sure the politicians pass these bills and turn their heads to everything. What if that was what your protest was? What if the Tea Party got together, became the Tea He Party, <laughs> <laughs> had some fun, and we started challenging this? What if? Just tell me what the problem is. If you want to call me right now, eight 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 five two zero four three seven four. And just talk to me about this. Let's have an exchange, okay? I'm willing to listen to anyone else. You know, just let, let's not kill messengers here. Okay, it's Craig Shoemaker Show. Who's this? This is Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. How are you? I'm great. I really appreciate your calling, and you even call without me giving the number. That's, that's very uh, – you, you <laughs> challenged your system, and you said, I'm going to find this number and call. You must be inspired to call. What are you calling about? Well, I did make a few comments on your uh, – Post on Facebook with Rob Schneider. Good. Um, I have three children, 12, 11, and 8. Okay. And I'm a, I'm a single parent. I lost my husband nine years ago today. So I've had to make all these decisions for mm-hmm. my children for the better part of their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the most recent one came when I took my 12-year-old that's going into seventh grade this fall for her physical. Mm-hmm. And the doctor says you need to get her the Gardasil shot, which is the shot that's supposed to help prevent HPV and cervical cancer mm-hmm. in girls mm-hmm. and women. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was shocked when I said no. I said, I'm not convinced on it. He was and shocked. Yeah, of course they're shocked because doctors are another one. They they think that they run the show. And they're not challenged exactly. either, by the way. They are not challenged. Why are we not exactly. challenging them? Why are we accepting what they what there's... Do you understand? They're bought off, too. And I know this for a fact because I performed. I probably won't again. (laughs) Won't get hired. I performed at drug company events where they have the doctors come and golf and they put them up and they kiss their ass so that they believe in their drugs. I've worked in telephone solicitation where I was calling doctors and convincing them to take on these antidepressants and so on. And guess what they're going to do? They are going to tell you that you have certain things because it becomes part of their way of thinking. It's not a conspiracy. This is a fact. This is what they do. And if you want to challenge me on that and say that they don't have these kiss-ass conventions and things like that and lobbyists don't exist, then you really need to get out from under your blankie. (laughs) Here's another thing, Craig, that people need to look at when they go in their doctor's office. Peek over and look as far as you can to the receptionist's desk. Uh And if if you can point to one sticky note or pen that does not have a drug name or a drug company on it, I'll figure out where to find a million dollars because you <laughs> cannot do it. I know. Now, see, I am so Look happy you it. called. I'm going to use that in my future arguments. <laughs> well, I think that's fantastic. You are absolutely right. The pads that they have, they get all these little goodies. They get goodies uh, all the time. Yeah, swag. What, they yeah. get drug swag. Do you think that they're getting them from Deepak Chopra or whatever, <laughs> some, from alternative? No, but they're not. No, they're not. Okay. Some alternative work- method of, of healing. This is what I'm not understanding, why people are rejecting it. Why? Why? Just somebody call me now and tell me why you reject just opening it but your mind. 
to what like exactly. Rob Schneider had to say in that little video clip that I put on Facebook. It, it, why would you just be angry with him just because he's saying something that is alternative to your view? I don't get it. Because it's the opposite of what people have been forced fed for years and years. Right. I'll give you one more example, and then I'll get off and let somebody else talk. No, there's, no, there's, nobody, a, there's nobody else trying to talk. <laughs> you can have the whole well, show. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, I worked in a, in a restaurant yeah. in a little town in Nebraska. That's where I'm from. And I was a shift manager in this little restaurant. And it was a it's, a, it's a chain restaurant is what it is, and it's in this little town. And we would frequently get a phone call at, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning before we opened from pharmaceutical reps that were coming in to schmooze and kiss ass with the doctors and the nurses in the local clinic. Mm-hmm. They would dump $150, $200 on pizza, pasta, yeah. salad that we made because that's where our living was at the time. To make that. Not only that, but then they would dump another ten dollars in our pockets for a tip. Well, hell, I had three small kids. You better believe I took that ten dollars <laughs> because I need a diaper. That, that's, that's exactly right. But you notice they gave you less because you have less influence on on them having their agenda carried out. And exactly. that's what you exactly. have to always question: is why, if indeed you have this wonderful product that is good for people, why are you spending millions upon millions upon billions of dollars in advertising? which have side effects, most of the ads for these drugs, the side yeah. effects, take up most of the commercial. <laughs> exactly. I'm think, half these commercials, I'm going, you know, the Ambien, half the commercial is how it could kill you. I need better sleep, not a dirt nap. Thank you very much. You know, exactly. that's what I'm thinking to myself. I'm going, really? So you're going to risk not having the heart attack to die of another disease? I have no idea why people have this reasoning. I just don't get it. And why are they fighting when somebody like me or Rob Schneider or Suzanne, who's on the line right now, just says, hey, open up to another way of thinking? Why would you not want to for your own health and your own well-being? My point always is, and somebody attacked me for this on that post. I shouldn't say attack, but they, they, they disagreed with me, which is their prerogative. Yeah. But my point is this. As a parent, and you're a parent too of kids, you have an eight-year-old now, and I have an eight-year-old. Yeah. My arm has been twisted to give them shots that I don't necessarily believe in. Oh, One yeah. of them was the varicella, the chicken pox shot. You know what? I had chicken pox when I was a kid. I live. It's only the parents that don't take care of their kids when they have the chicken pox, and I'm sorry that happens, but those people are taking my right as a parent to choose. I was forced by the state of Nebraska to get that shot for each three of my kids really? to allow them to go back into the public school system. Yeah, see, Joel, you're not aware of this. You're saying, really? See, I'm a part of this, too. When you become a parent, the second you become a parent, they're already bombarding you with every vaccination that you but need, can't you and there are countless waiver? ones. Can't you sign a waiver? You some you can, and some you can't. That's what my mom did. Some you can, you can some you can't. Because no, they don't let, they, no, they don't let you go to school if you don't have certain vaccinations. That's just but, what they you know, do. No, that's what they did at the schools that we were growing up in. My mom signed a waiver saying that I could, they're not responsible. I could, I could have signed a waiver, but here's the only way that I could have signed a waiver on that particular vaccine was that I would have had to have said that based upon religious beliefs, that was the only way I could get out of the oh. for the kids. My faith doesn't have anything to say about that particular facet of our life. So in good conscience, no, I'm not going to claim that it's against my religious beliefs because that's not true either. Well, is it really? Well, wait a minute. I'm going to challenge that. 
That, that, that's not necessarily true, no, because yeah. if you really researched, A, your religion, or B, your spiritual beliefs, your spiritual beliefs are your beliefs. We don't accept all the dogma of any religion, because if you did, and we're going to get to that later when we're talking about gay rights, if you did, you would live your life a different way. Nobody, one hundred, right. no one 100% goes with whatever the religion is. And I challenge anyone to call on that one, too, because I guarantee you I'm going to find places in the Bible where you are sinning. And that's just oh, the, that's I, just the case. So it is exactly. your religious belief because it's your spiritual belief, and we we could actually just use this with anything. You know, uh, I remember Muhammad Ali when I was a little boy, protested the Vietnam War. You know how he did it? He goes, "I'm a conscientious objector. It's against my religion." And our country, again, because we want to be right, they put him in jail. They put him in jail yeah. just for having an alternative view. And guess what was found out? We shouldn't have been at Vietnam. See, it's all discovered afterwards, but then the amends don't take place. Hmm. And that's what happens is we just accept, we go, rah, rah, it's the government decided, Big Daddy decided this for me. We're going to go to war, and then we're all going to be behind each other, and that's what's patriotic. What if it's patriotic to object, to conscientiously object, which let's not just throw that word around like it's nothing. It's a conscientious, a conscious decision that you're making. It's not like you're, you know, and you know what they did to him? They called him a chicken. You know, he's a traitor and everything else, and that's what they do. That's what we did with the Iraq war, with anyone that protested, even... Oh, I love that I'm getting flushed. <laughs> Suzanne, you're getting flushed, too. Come to the end of our... We've come to the end of our time. I think we have that's a bit... Fine. We have a bit that Thanks Joel and Sarah are going to get to. Listen, you're wonderful. Thank you. So, and I don't say that because you agree with me, because you don't agree with me on everything. No, but I just I, I say you're wonderful because you participate. And I say that to the other people on Facebook that object to what I'm saying. I just, I'm just not real jived in with attacking a messenger. I just don't think exactly. it's a really smart idea. It's not going to do you any good or anyone any good, because now you're defending yourself. Suzanne, thank you so much for calling. Where have we gone today from that, that to a toilet means flush? It's time to clean our colons. It's time to clean our colons. Okay, is, is this a segment? You, you guys have to tell me what's going on here. We the have two the of you have something going challenge. on. Here. Oh, it's a pure cleanse challenge. Yeah, we have Donna who's going to be taking it. Donna, can you hear us? Is Donna? Yes, I'm here. Donna, hi, hi Donna. I'm glad we got the hi. phones work with you. Now, are you are going to take the pure cleanse challenge? That's right. So you're going to get pure cleanse for free for one month. Really? We're going to send the bottle over. And uh, we want to know where you're at right now before you take it, so then we can learn after. And we're going to write this down, so yeah. it's sort of like a magic trick. That's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, tell. I just feel like I, I, I just feel like screaming. I'm so excited to be on the air with Craig Shoemaker. Oh, I love you. <laughs> she's she's one of my faves out there. So now tell me. Now people are going to think it's fixed because she's one of my faves. <laughs> but no. it, it's not going to be fixed. We're going to write. We're going to write these things down. I would like you to tell us. First of all, I'm going to ask you some questions. How's your energy on a, on a daily basis? Um, medium. I mean, yeah. I work for myself, so I have ups and downs. But because I'm an energy worker, massage therapist, um, I'm pretty, like, even kill. But energy-wise, I hike. I, I'm, I'm fortunate I live in a state park. But I think it can always be higher. Yeah, so is it, I, you're going to put it at medium. You're not lethargic, though, necessarily. But you'd like to pick that up because that would also help your clients. Oh, yes. You'd like no, to vibrate at a, at a kind of a higher level, right? Yes. All right, absolutely. there's there's one goal. Okay, we have that's one goal. And now um, I'm not How gonna... many times do you go to the bathroom a day? How many bowel movements Number two. do you have? <laughs> I would say twice, most likely. Um, that's pretty good. Ironically, our second once. question is about number two. <laughs> Yeah. See how it works, right? <laughs> you go twice a day? Yeah. 
Um, I, I, I do, and um, it's pretty good. That's really or good. at least at least once, but but twice a day I do go. I don't and, think you um, can improve but, that. But I, <laughs> Is that good? Yeah. Well, I listen. I don't know if it's good or not. I think it's supposed to be good to go that many times. But I'm just saying, if we have some goals, I don't think we're going to get the number two. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, uh, that's fine. Okay, so that that was another question. Another one is that this is a big one for me, and since I made the conscious choice of kind of looking at my health and wellness in a different way years ago, haven't been sick. I missed a day of work in all these years. Okay, years. So are you going to yell at me for that? Am I a bad messenger for that? <laughs> not into the yeah. not into the drugs. Not into the, into into you know yeah. being force fed these things. I take alternative things, and that's and I feel fantastic. Now I want to know how how many times are you sick per year? Um, I would say that I do not get sick um, very often, but uh, occasionally I do. But we are also into the alternative. Um, I my. The doctors marvel at my daughter because she's never been on an antibiotic. Nice. So I take natural things, but I am overweight. Something's blocking my weight. I'm, I'm a good 50 uh, pounds finally, overweight. Finally, we're at something good that we can help here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so I'm, far, I she's a bad patient. <laughs> so she's, she's bad for our case study here yeah, because she's already starting <laughs> at a good level. So, all right, good. So we now have something. So you don't get sick that much. How many times a month do you get sick? Oh, no, n- n- hardly, like I say, once in the last, like I say, once a year. Oh, once I, a year I, you get sick. That's pretty good. That's really good. So we can't do anything about but that. She but she has weight. We have the weight issue. Okay. So now. Oh, it's, the weight's huge. Because huge. I have, I, huge because I cannot, I have to give up everything to lose two pounds and I just don't ever feel like it's worth it. All right. So there's where what? we are. We're going to look at this as we're going to clean out your bowels with pure cleanse. And by yeah. the way, have you noticed, have you seen, well, you didn't come to my show in Pittsburgh. Out of town. No, because yeah. I was on vacation. Yeah, okay. I bought tickets. Yeah, I don't now. need the excuse. <laughs> okay. Thank you for the ticket purchase. I'm just stating the facts hey. here. Oh, Ed Begley just got here. He made it. Now, uh, I'm just stating the facts. You, have you seen me go, had the, my little transformation? I went from 224. I had a bet with my buddy Cerami, and that, and that was motivating me for a while. Mm-hmm. But then I did it on my own with Pure Cleanse and this other product that I take, and now I'm down to uh, 199. Awesome. Okay. So can we ask so, you where your weight is right now? Can we ask you that? You're not supposed to. Oh, a woman asked you. Is that different? Yeah. Can you share? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm four eleven and three quarters, but I lie and tell everybody I'm five foot tall. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I weighed myself a couple weeks ago, and I was one hundred and seventy four pounds. One seventy four at five foot tall, basically. Okay. Yes. So right. yeah. So that... I need to lose fifty pounds. Well, let's not let's not go with that. Let's just go with uh, something natural that's going to happen for you. This is all natural. It's called Pure Cleanse. I've been taking it, and we're encouraging other people to take it. Now, Sarah. Okay, so Donna's going to be our challenge. Yep. Okay, and Lisa, we're going to do Lisa as well. Yep, next week. They get free product, but other people that want to order the product, unless you want to wait till our case study is over, you can go. To you it. don't want to just trust me and look at <laughs> look at my skin, of which I was on a TV show last night. Again, the makeup woman says you have fabulous yeah, skin. Very clear. Maybe I should have recorded it. Okay, so well, you that's can get another thing I yeah. want to tell you guys is I suffer with my face and in my profession being a massage therapist, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm judged for my weight and sure. and my skin. And I don't have, um, I'm in my 40s, and I'm breaking out all the time. Like a teenager, mm. I joke and tell people I perfectly clog my pores, so mm-hmm. I look 20. I, okay, but, I, I love it. See, I like that we have somewhere to go. I don't love that you have zits, but <laughs> I am happy to hear that we have somewhere to go now, okay? Because you're already yeah, doing so. the hiking, which is great. You already have enough BMs. 
Thank you, Donna. I appreciate okay, it. Okay, so we're going to get you on this, and then you're going to tweet and Facebook about it, and you're going to call yeah. in every once in a while Your and let results, us know the progress. You don't have to be that specific Absolutely. about the BMs, but... Uh, all right, you the know, more specific, the better. If that, okay, I love to if know that, about the sense. You do not want to hear about mine. <laughs> Unfortunately, I uh, love you guys. I love you we too. Love you. Thanks, Donna. Yeah. I appreciate Thanks, it. Oh, we're going to take a break. Ed's not. Ed's not coming on in this half hour. No, we no. have our we have our gay rights debate. Our poly another one, another one where another I'm just one. saying, hey, Two open up, brothers. You know, okay, you hear that sound? That's your mind opening. You stay with us. <laughs> coming right back. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. What's up, Toad Heads? It's Frank Kramer, Heidi Hamilton. Hey, everybody. From the Heidi and Frank Show. Reminding you that if you have satellite radio, you can check us out every single Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Extreme Talk Channel 165. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Eastern? Uh, on the East Coast, yeah, on Extreme Talk XM 165. And if you don't have satellite radio, well, you're on the Toad Hop Network, so why not check out the Heidi and Frank Show? The backbone of the whole thing. 10 a.m. to noon every single week. The premium package. But you can listen for free every day, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Check us out, HeidiandFrank.com. If you miss the Al Benny hour... Hello, caller, you're on. Hello. Hello. This is your mother. I'm watching. Again? Your mother? You can't call twice. Why can't I? I'm your mother. Don't say cunt. (laughs) No wonder you got (laughs) There are children listening. Oh, really? No. I don't know if anybody's listening. I'll fucking smack you. I will hang up <laughs> on my own mother. Oh, you wouldn't do that to your darling mother. Anyway, um... <laughs> ah, I felt good. The Al Benny Hour, Monday afternoons at 5 Pacific. On the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. Come. 
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. We, we normally don't do themes on this show. We're everywhere with the show. Yeah. Actually, we, we have been today. We did a little Chuck E. Cheese, but it was still spirited. Yeah. <laughs> and and th- th- that's what we're doing today. We're, we're kind of going with a spirited debate. And we also normally don't do prepared pieces. Right. We have a prepared guest who's preparing in the other room. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much he's Ed preparing. Junior! He's basically answering his emails. <laughs> so I don't know how much he's preparing. He's always prepared because always he lives prepared. the life of green. Yeah. He lives it. It's true. Which I got to get tips because I'm with Green Lady. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. She heard Ed was coming in today. I might as well have said, you know. Your whole house is probably going to change after talking. No, no, not at all. We're already on the road. And I'm going to talk about that. We're well on the road. So we're going to talk about environment and other things coming up with Ed Begley Jr. in the uh, after the after this next break in the half an hour. But right now we have an actual debate. Yes. And I am so uh, titillated. Is that the right word? Yeah. Sure. Can I use that word? Yeah. yeah. Aside from a strip club, I can, <laughs> we're watching porn. I, I am. <laughs> we talked about porn was our debate before, but now uh, we're going to talk to, to Bill and Brian. They are. Let me just say they're brothers. Mm-hmm. One is. Uh, one has a uh, life proud. A, a lifestyle of Catholicism, oh, and uh, I guess you would say uh, conservative yep. approach to life. That's his choice. And Brian has made a choice of being gay, but that's part of the debate. A choice. That's part of the debate. That's part of the debate. I'm just taking the other side now. Sarah told me to be neutral. It's gonna be hard <laughs> for me. It's gonna be hard for me. Okay, because look, we all know my views. Sarah, I gotta be honest. I can't do it. You have to. I can't do We're it. I can't be neutral. Debate. I'm not a good moderator. Well, then I will moderate. <laughs> You're not neutral either. I. I that means you're I'm full capable. of it. I'm capable of having a neutral debate. Listen, so we can I talk. will tell a dialogue you. Dialogue is a good thing. I, I, well, we call it the polylogue around here, which we have right. to describe. That means many voices will be heard here, okay? Mm-hmm. But these two voices are going to debate one another, and they're brothers. I think this is and fantastic. And they love each other and they respect that each other. That adds to the authenticity, yeah. that adds to the conflict, that adds to the, the joie de vie. The joie de vie. <laughs> What was that? That so was uh, that was the start of the polylog. All right, the start of the polylog. And they should okay. be with us, I believe. Okay, they can hear Bill, us now. Can, can Bill, hear us? are you there? I sure am. Hi, Bill, and you are representing the. Uh, you're a conservative and Catholic, and uh, believe that uh, the gay. Uh, tell me your perspective on on being gay. Um. Well, I'm not gay. So I got that. <laughs> I'm my brother's. Per- oh, your perspective, perspective on on. I hate to call them the gays. All right. <laughs> Anytime you Brian. put a the in front of something, yeah. you sound stupid. Yeah. But uh, what do you what do you think of the gays? I love them. I love my brother. I love wow. um them as human beings, and uh, you know, I love them as as people. Okay. I just, that's uh, as opposed to loving them as animals. As opposed <laughs> to loving them as animals. That's. Uh, Exactly. Correct. I'm getting a little feedback, Joel. Is there anything yeah, do you, you do about uh, that? Do you still have your radio on? Oh yeah, you got to turn, turn that radio off. off. I'm going to come right back to you. We're going to introduce Brian right now. Hello, Brian. Bill's Hello. Bro- Bro- Hi. Brian. How are you? Good. All right. So Brian, you? Brian, you are you were raised Catholic. Is that correct? Yes, okay. I was raised Catholic. Raised Catholic, and I want to ask you this: Are you practicing Catholic today? Um, I think at this point in my life, no, I. <laughs> Yeah. I, I like I, the way he says. I, I think. Not. I think. I think it's something you know if you if you are practicing or not. If you, how many times you've been to church this year? Are you a C and E boy, Christmas and Easter? C and E boy. C and E boy. Oh, that's funny. 
Um, I would say at this point, yes, I am a C and E boy. Okay, all right. So a little, so you have a little of that, and I am sure that that does not help with. Uh, can I call it the gay lifestyle just to play the other know, part? This yeah. is really hard for me to play the other part. Brian, I'm trying to be neutral, but I'm going to tell you I'm, a, I'm for you. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard for me. I'm just trying. Listen, Sarah, part of the thing is I'm authentic. That's what I. That's what's happened in my life. And authentically, I, I vibe with uh, gay rights. Sure, but we'll hear the, oh, we'll I, hear the dialogue. I, I'm going to tell you this, Bill. I'm going to tell you this. I am really – because you sound like a good guy. You're not coming from that – mean-spirited these you know god hates fags and all that kind of stuff from the westboro baptist church you're not one of those people and i appreciate that bill so i am going to fully listen to you and open up okay wonderful i i so love that okay do yeah, just, just for the record i i hope that uh, you guys know that you know most people uh totally repudiate those westboro guys i mean they're yeah, uh, yeah. i've been to i've seen uh a couple of anti-gay protesters and uh they use a lot of foul language that uh they you know, 95% yeah. of the people on our side would uh, repudiate. So, yeah. Did you turn down your? Uh, did you turn down your? Uh, because we're having a problem with feedback on your uh, on yours. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. have. I don't have a radio on. I think that may just be a problem okay. of line two. But okay, we'll go with it. All right, okay, okay we're going to go with so it. So we we're going to have you. two. We're going to have rounds in this debate, right? Our polylog. Can I ask Bill a question? Sure. All right, before we start, yeah. Bill um, is. Oh, maybe it'll be in his debate. I'll ask later. Can I ask questions later after they're after, finished? Yeah. After All right. The I'm gonna. Okay, so, so round one goes to we'll not goes. To. Yeah, we'll start two minute segments for each. We'll have Brian first, and then we'll ring the bell, and then we'll have Bill ring the bell, and we'll determine the okay, winner. Okay. And here round. we go, and then I'll ask questions from there. But I am open to both. All right. So here we go, Perfect. Brian. You are up. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't. Um not quite sure what to say. Um, I mean, I think one of the first things I wanted to talk about actually this morning was that Anderson Cooper yes. um, actually has just come out um, as a uh, out and proud um, gay man. And I think it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, I mean, it's funny that we're having this conversation today of all days when that, when a, such a major news journalist has come out um, about who he is and his, his authentic self. It's all divine um, timing. Listen, I, I take, suppose, right, hold I on suppose. for a second. Sarah's <laughs> shushing me. All right, you know what? Take that nanosecond and add it to his time. How about that? If I say something. How about this? Right. I'm supposed to be the freaking host of the show. I'm going to say something. And even me just saying that, just take him another 20 seconds. Yeah, I, I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Brian. <laughs> no, so I just, you know, I think, I think, you know, we're, where my brother and I differ is this idea of, you know, is this a civil rights issue? You know, are gay rights civil rights? And, you know, increasingly in my life, I've come to believe that gay rights are civil rights. Um, and, you know, I, that's, that's really my stand in this. Um, you know, and, and I, I think, I don't want to speak for my brother, but I'm, I'm getting a sense he doesn't, his, his point of view is that that's not, that's not the case. He doesn't believe that. Gay rights or civil rights. So, you know, and I mean, you know, where I where I stand in this is, you know, I do, I think the more freedom and responsibility that that is given to the gay community, then the more we'll have to step into that responsibility. So if if I if I if I can't get married legally, um, there's no incentive for me to to live to a higher standard because I'm being denied it's being denied that right. From mm. the beginning, okay. So, um, you know, and that, uh, I, you know, I want to quote, um, 
real quickly, I just want to say, you know, I did a play in college about Sigmund Freud mm-hmm. and how he was really, um, he felt because he was Jewish, he had to be the best scientist out there. He had to be like above and a cut above everybody else, right? Just to be, just to be considered at an equal playing field. And that's the way. That's the way it is. Bias. That's the way it is with blacks as well. Barack Obama had to be like a triple. You know, you have to you yeah, triple it up. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I feel that, especially in my life, in most days, I do feel like I have to be operating at one hundred and ten percent even considered. You know, on the same playing field in certain regard. And so, if 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 I'm given those rights, like gay marriage or the, the right to marry. Um, um, or the right to donate blood, um, which is something that, you know, has also recently come into my consciousness. Um, you know, a lot of gay people still can't donate blood mm. um, to, because of the Centers for, for Disease Control. Then I will I will be able to step into that responsibility. Interesting. Um, that's I've never heard that so perspective before. Okay, your time your time is up, and including me adding, <laughs> uh, and I might add to Bill as well. Bill, you are up next in our polylog, and uh, welcome to the show. And I'd love to hear your perspective. You just heard your brothers, which you've heard obviously for quite some time, and uh, so let's hear what you have to say, Bill. Yeah, I'd like to pick up on what he was talking about as uh, civil rights. I think that is exactly the issue, and. Um, you know, it's funny how um, the gay uh, rights crowd has kind of pinned it in, you know, pinned it to the uh, civil rights uh, struggle and used a lot of that verbiage when, you know, two-thirds of blacks actually support uh, traditional marriage. So they certainly don't see it as such, and, um, you know, many of them would support uh, unlimited abortion as a civil right, and, you know, we talk about rights language, but, um, you know, many of them do not, uh, I'm a little nervous here. Okay. <laughs> a little nervous. Uh, would it, would it help, would it help if I kept guiding you and, and talking no, no, to you having okay. a discussion? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, okay. I'll get there, but, uh, okay. basically that was one of my points. This is the first time I've actually done this on the radio, so, um, Just pretend guess, you're talking to your brother, because he's on the yeah, line, he's listening. Go. Yeah. I was just, um. I guess boiling it down is what a marriage is, and I think it comes to the uh, the basic. It's a um, comp, uh, it's a union of a man and a woman. And it's a special with a special link to union, and it entails permanence, monogamy, and exclusivity. Mm-hmm. And I think with the civil um, civil rights thing, you know, you can also make the argument that you know why can't I marry two men? Or, or three women can be married. What about polygamous um, right. relationships? Like, uh, like uh, used to be with the Mormons. Yeah. Right. Why can't Why can't they? I mean, there's still plenty of polygamists out in the hills. There are. Right. And so, I haven't seen. I guess, but um, marriage, by its very nature, is exclusive, and society as a whole benefits a lot better, um, specifically with with children rearing with uh, fidelity, faithfulness, chastity, and uh, all of the above virtues. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's the best way. Studies have proven time and time again it's the best way to raise children. And uh, unfortunately, the in the homosexual community, that is, there's not a great uh, adherence to those values, to those virtues. Um, and 
Got it. Uh, you know what? That's, very, very I clear. Bell. That's yeah. Very, yeah, very. Every, we'll both people two. had a bell. We don't need round two. Can I have a discussion in here? Okay. <laughs> well, can we do it so he can come back? That's what a debate. So his brother can come back. Come back and debate it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to ask them. Look, I'm going to tell you guys. Can I get involved in this? <laughs> can, can I guide it? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you can you can help guide a little bit. I'm a little yeah. Okay, and I okay. think it'll help with their nerves. Okay, I think okay. it'll help with their nerves because well, a lot I, of people. I, I, I'm not nervous. <laughs> I know because because my brother's always the life of the party. <laughs> I'll, I'll bet he is right, which is another reason to vote for gay rights. <laughs> you want to invite him at your your party. Now time. I want to say something to Bill I, that I applaud you on. Is one thing you're talking about is at least you're being specific with the civil rights and you're not talking about uh, it being a choice or not. Now, that is one question I do want to ask you and clarify. Do you think that Brian made this choice or is he born that way? Um, I think it's both, you know. I, really? I think, I think it's never an either and. I think we all have a choice in certain matters. I mean, certainly we don't have a choice in certain feelings, but, um, you know, I'm not getting too specific, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's nature and nurture. I think, you know, I was I was watching, believe it or not, I do try and keep up on the gay side of things, since my brother is very uh-huh. gay. Yeah. And, um, I like that he's very shows, gay. He's not just a little gay. He's not just sort of gay. He's, ex- he's very gay. He's very gay. Uh, but one of the shows I was watching is called In the Life, which is on public, uh, um, public television. Yeah. And it showed a, cu- a gay couple in San Francisco was very sympathetic to the gay plight. And they were raising this gal and um, this this daughter, their daughter, and she wound up being a lesbian. She said, I didn't have any of these feelings, but you know this is it. And she showed her with her partner at the end of the show, and you know they talked about the different things and uh, the gay issues of the time. Mm-hmm. So, and in fact, doing uh, a little research yesterday, uh, one of the articles I was reading was by um, a guy by the name of Gary Gates out of UCLA. Um, definitely not a conservative. I think he's just a okay. straight down the road guy. And he said um, part of that uh, the population, he says, I think it's like three three point eight percent is either gay or bisexual, mm-hmm. and one point eight percent of that is bisexual, and actually okay. one point seven is is gay or lesbian. I'm not a bi- I'm not a big stats guy, so let's I, I want to because we're running out of time. I want to get to the uh, to what, what your belief is. Your belief is that it's sort of like um, sort of like a Prius. It's a it's a it's, <laughs> you, you, you can explain. It's it's a hybrid. Oh, okay. okay? <laughs> I'm trying to keep it Ed Begley themed as well. Or the new it, ones where you can switch back and forth. You can switch back and forth. So it's a little bit of nurture, a little bit of nature. Okay, which which I am having a hard time with that one because I think it's it has to be one or the other, doesn't it? I mean. Ask Brian. What do you think? Brian, well, uh, Brian, I'm sure I know the answer, but Brian, what is your answer to that, uh, the nurture versus nature with with well, well first off, I first off, I have to acknowledge my brother for coming on here. So yeah. he gets yeah. he gets he gets props for coming on today. Huge. And this is the first. This is the first. I've actually we've never even talked about this. Oh. So this is the first time I've this is the first time I've ever heard him say that he believes that it's both. Which I think, which is, I'm in some ways, I'm not surprised to hear him say that. Um, I do find that uh, it, that makes sense to me, knowing who he is, um, and, I, I, and and I understand. I actually I understand his point of view, um, and and I think what my older brother is saying now, what he's saying is, is that yes, I was born this way, and I have a choice in terms of whether I'm going to act out on these feelings. 
Mm-hmm. That is where he's coming from. He's saying that's, that's I have a choice. Accurate. That's very accurate. Well, I, I, I think I think there's a I think there's a, a line being right drawn now? here, though. Yes, he's saying he agrees with that, but it's yeah. how you act out on it. I think that a lot of people even have a problem with that. And what I always say is, like, people had a problem. I was just at the gay pride up in uh, San Francisco, and there are many heterosexuals that have a problem with even the pride thing. Okay, and how it's displayed, and yeah, but that's the thing is, like, in the heterosexual community, you have Mardi Gras, you got Spring Break. Are they bad representatives of, of, of like, a heterosexual lifestyle? That's what I don't understand is, like, well, okay, you can't condemn people and then go act like that. You can't say, hey, you can't be have public displays of affection. But th- that's some gay people, that's what they do. But some straight people do the same thing, even worse. So that's, that's what well, I never I, understand. I, I, also, yeah. I also want to say something. I actually have a lot of issue with, with, with some of the stuff that happens at Pride, personally. Well, of course. And call it my... Could call it my inner homophobia, but I think actually, you know, I think what's really happening there is you have a lot of people who are coming from the suburbs and other places who who have smaller, who are who are probably the only person in their community who is quote unquote out and proud. And so when they so when they go to the big city, mm-hmm. it, it, they go crazy. It, this is this is the equivalent to a Swede sleeping with everybody when they travel throughout Europe. I mean. I, Traditionally, Swedish people are very conservative, but they have this reputation, you know, some in certain circles of when they travel abroad that, you know, they can be, you know, somewhat promiscuous. That's true. When they're in their home co- I used because, to seek because when in their home country, Because when they're in their home country, they're actually, everybody's trying to be as average and normal as, per, as, per, as possible. It's called repression. You, they're yeah, acting out on the repression. You, Right. Exactly. If you're so repressed and yeah. you go to a place where you think that it's OK because you're not inside of the confines of your own area and your own paradigm when you're outside of that, right. that's what happens. That's what happens to spring break as well. That's what I'm trying to say. The whole point on, the, on this is we're all human beings. OK. And you can't help what your choice is, what motivates you and what, what drives your feelings. You can't make those go away. You can, I can't. I'm not attracted to certain types of women. OK. I just it's just that's just the case. I have, I have one question, by the way, for Bill. Bill, have you ever had a desire to be with two women at once? Um, not 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 since I got married. Thank you. Very no, I, I didn't say that. Didn't say that. I'm not trying to call you out on on anything. I'm not going to get uh, too personal. I, mean, you know, I just sure everybody goes through everybody. adolescent fantasies, but it adolescent. Yeah, I had it yesterday. I mean, for God's sakes, I'm far from adolescence. Well. Trying to relic, uh, raise the conversation a little bit. Um, I'm not trying to raise the conversation. I'm trying to really open up to these different thoughts on people because I want to know if you've ever had the urge to be with two women. You realize that if those two women are, were together with you, that they would essentially be gay. And I do think that a lot of times that the problems that we have with gay rights, with not even listening to, to the uh, to the desires of gay rights, is it's guys that are afraid of other guys. It's never about women. If ever you bring up women being gay, very few people have a problem with it. As a matter of fact, most men want to be with two women. But would you would you say then that all three of us would have the right to get married? Is that your position? No, no, no. I am with but, you. So on, I'm with you on one on one, but I am not. I am. I'm with you on the one on one thing. I'm not with you on the fidelity and so forth because there's plenty of straight couples that don't have children, so you can't really go with that. Listen, virtues. Period. Gay, straight, from another country, this country, anywhere, to have virtues is a wonderful thing. To live your life in a, in a very loving way, 
But if you can love someone who's your partner, which there are plenty of gay men and women who have a partner that they love with as much virtue as a straight person and as yes. much fidelity. Well, I, I would I would say that the statistics, and I know you're not a statistics guy, no, not. Um, because you you repudiate them anytime I bring it up. <laughs> but there was actually it was there was um, in '84. If you could pardon me for just one second, yeah. Um, there was one. It was there was a study done. Um, it was a book publicized. It's called The Male Couple, and it was written by a gay couple trying to disprove the notion that gay male relationships don't last. And out of the 156 gay couples they found, only seven were able to uh, have uh, okay. sexual fidelity. Okay, I got that. Now, the reason and, I don't like stats is I'm just asking you personally uh, why there's also statistics on uh, I could come up with divorce rate. I, I'm a product of divorce. How many sure. divorce? I'm, I'm actually, I've been divorced. Okay, so that's yeah. the reason I don't have a thing with stats is I have a thing for human beings existing on this planet together is like how can we get together and have a better understanding and i think that by the way we're running out of time so i'm trying to come up with a good wrap-up i feel like jerry springer um <laughs> he always wraps up the show after but these two oh, guys not like were mr not, rogers these two were not in a <laughs> tube top like hitting each other with chairs and <laughs> they, they they were respectful i cannot tell you how much i appreciate it. i wish we can go on and on with the debate but there's a, such a thing as time advertisers <laughs> okay that we have it. to get to but guys I actually think we did a little bit of bridging, too, because both of you heard one another, and that's what we want to do here. And we hope that the audience is listening has just a little bit of an opening to have an understanding of another perspective and another view. And I know you have yours, and you're going to want to call in with them, and we invite that. We don't want everyone to agree with us. Yeah, and I love that they do it in such a civil – they love each other, and that's very love clear. Love my brother. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Civil, civil I love rights. My yeah. There it is. I You're civil that. and you get civil rights, okay? <laughs> you have the right to be civil and you exercise that right today. And uh, we'll, we'll continue the debate. And, and by the way, go to my Facebook page. You guys let other people in on your in this polylog. Uh, Bill and Brian, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being on the yeah. show. Thank you, guys. Speaking of uh, debate, I'm sure we'll have people that want to call in about uh, the, uh, the climate change. Oh, yeah. Hey. I use that word because people are offended with global warming. By the way, go to St. Louis right now. Tell me there's not global warming. It's like 109 <laughs> degrees in the morning. I don't, I, I'm not going to take a view on this either. We're going to have the guy who lives this for many years. I think since like 1971, living wow. it. First Earth so Day. I love, I love that Ed Begley Jr. is coming on here, lives it, because then the people can't debate it as much because... You know, like with Rob Schneider today, he came out against vaccines, and they're going to go, what's a comic? No, this guy knows it because he lives it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he's going to give you alternative ways of, of being and seeing and viewing. And uh, I can't wait to talk to him. By the way, also a really funny guy, and it is called Laugh It Off. Did you know this? <laughs> he used to be a comedian. I a lot of people did that. not know this. We're going to mm -hmm. talk to him about that and so much more. Ed Begley Jr. is our special guest coming up. Stay right here. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Hey, it's Heidi from the Heidi and Frank Show here to tell you about a website that I absolutely love. And if you love shoes as much as I do, you're going to love this website, too. Shoedazzle.com. You have to go there and type in my name, Heidi, and that's when you click on the little microphone. So Shoedazzle.com. Click on the microphone that's in the upper right-hand corner of the website. Type in my name, Heidi, and that gets you 20% off your first purchase on the website. Hot shoes, accessories, all personalized to fit your unique style. They add new products all the time. And the great thing is you only have to buy it if you 
like it. There's absolutely zero obligation. And again, type in Heidi, get 20% off at ShoeDazzle.com. And the kicker, so to speak, doing a shoe commercial, the kicker, every single pair of shoes on ShoeDazzle.com is only $39.95. How great is that? So you don't feel guilty when you go buy shoes. ShoeDazzle.com, click the microphone, type in my name, Heidi, to get that 20% off. Again, you're going to love it. ShoeDazzle.com. Studios Hollywood in beautiful Los Angeles, California. ToadHopNetwork.com. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. If you listen to us the first hour, I'm sure that we changed a lot of minds. Ed, a lot of people now. You want these on or not? Yeah, put them on, Ed. Put them on. Yeah, it's much better that way. Isn't that? Do you like that? Oh, you want to do both? 
like one open and one closed on the cans. Okay, on the cans. See, he's an old pro. That's yeah, what pro. I was saying on the break. You got to bring in the pros. We got the pro now. Yeah, we do. We have him. It's Ed Begley so Jr. is here. And uh, I. It, by the way, you're always introduced as Ed Begley Jr. Because many people, of especially young people, who don't know anything besides Twitter and MTV, yeah. they don't know that you had an Oscar-winning father. Named Ed Begley. actor, and he was the inspiration for a lot of the environmental stuff that I did. I'll tell you more about that in a while. Yeah, you can tell us right now. <laughs> That's okay. But first of all, to, yeah. to be honest, I keep the Ed Begley Jr. for credits, but for introductions and stuff, I just go, hi, it's Ed Begley. Oh, really? He died in 1970. But for movie and TV credits, so you can look and see in a movie which one it is, me and my dad. Well, that's a SAG issue, yeah, too. Yeah, SAG, and it's yeah. a good rule. So right. you know right away, who, which one was it? it you know? Was it Junior? You never acted with him, did you? Sadly, no. I no, wish really? I had. Yeah, because yeah. you were, you were, uh, he died when you were very young, though. So, but you, he did. You would have had a chance like 10, 12 years old, too. But you, were you thinking about getting into a career at that point? I desperately wanted I wanted But you it didn't from, at all. I you weren't tried. a child actor. I was no good. I didn't know how to do it. Imagine the son of a plumber going, I want to be a plumber, Dad. Let me ride in the truck today and I'll just, you kind of put the pipe together, right? Yeah. And I hadn't done any training. I hadn't apprenticed. You know, so finally I went. Uh, when I did, I finally got a job. At age 17, I finally got a job because at age 16, I started to take classes and work as an actor. Hmm. But prior to that, I was like, I was resentful to him. I didn't really? realize it at the time. Years later, I thought back, I went, oh, my God, I was kind of upset that he didn't make a call like he could make a call. Right. And say, uh, my son, uh, I want him to be on a, uh, an episode of Perry Mason or the wagon Which trail. Which he would do. He would have if he could have, A, but that he did a better thing. He made me work for it, and then mm -hmm. I appreciated it. Right. And I went and I got it, you know, a certain amount on my own. But believe me, it doesn't hurt being the son of Ed Begley, being the son of Carl Reiner, being the son of Judy Garland or daughter of Judy Garland. Right. You know, it, 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 it all helps if you oh, open up your mind and your soul and let it help and don't go, I'm not – you know, I'm not Ed Begley Sr. I'm not Carl Reiner. Rob has a wonderful career because he embraced his father's work, knew it was separate from him. You know, Liza Minnelli did the same at some mm -hmm. point in her life. Anybody who's done well, the son or daughter of, they finally go, wait, this is a good thing. You're going in in a job interview, and number one, you want them to remember your name. They're going to remember it, right. mm -hmm. whoever you are, the son or daughter of. And number two, got something to talk about besides the weather. You know, I work with your dad in a Philco <laughs> playhouse, right. and he and I did a play together. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, uh, it There's also the a trust factor. If you're There's casting, if you're casting or your director, your producer, you want to go with someone that's lived the business. I remember lived. I lost a part. Uh, I was sitting in the lobby auditioning, and they literally chased a Baldwin brother who had just been in the room. <laughs> they chased, I think it was Zeppo. <laughs> they Zeppo they chased Baldwin. him down the hall, and I'm going, I don't have this part, because they're saying, and it was one of the unknown Baldwin brothers, you know, at the, at the time. And I remember thinking to myself, I have no chance of getting this. They're chasing him down, telling him they have the, he has the part. And part of it is they're going, maybe he'll introduce us to Alec. <laughs> you know, so, or, and they he also the genes are such that are going to translate to the next. That's to exactly the son right. or daughter of, hey, he's been around it. He's been backstage at, you they know. They live it. Uh, you they know, know uh, it. Inherit the wind. Maybe this uh. kid, you know, they kind of. They they assume some things and some of them are fair assumptions and and also with plumbing's the same thing you exactly. have to you have to assume unless you get you know the the drunky uh, fl uh, <laughs> the, the flunky a plumber apprentice right, right. who's the son who's just going eh, I'll just let and my father the weld these flunky pipes. that's a two strikes <laughs> 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 drunky flunky well one one happens after the other. 
So, uh, so <laughs> your father is not known to this generation, but he was Sadly in one of the no. greatest films of all time, Twelve Angry Men, yeah, I which assume. we talked right. about yes, the other great day. Film. Yeah, yeah. Marie Fonda, the yeah. cast in that movie, Lee Cobb and E.G. Marshall Jack and Klugman, Jack yeah. Klugman, Jack mm-hmm. Warden, Robert oh. Weber, uh, George Voskovic. I could uh, John Fiedler. I can do just about all of them. Yeah, we talked to Dan Laurie about that about the, the Twelve Angry Men. But uh, so your dad was in that, and at the time. So you're uh, probably 10 years old at the time or whatever it was. At, at the time... I was younger than that. I was six, I think. You were six years old? Yeah. Okay, and you're seeing your father take an Oscar. What is that like? Oh, when, I'm sorry. When he took the Oscar, I was, tw- I was 13. 13 years old? I was 13 years when old. he took okay. the Oscar for Inherit the Wind... Uh, not Inherit the Wind, for uh, Sweet Bird of Youth. Okay, so, right. so he's, he's up there with this acceptance speech. Are you? Or first of all, were you in the audience or were you watching on television? God, no. I was in New York in military school. I didn't hear oh, about really? it until the next morning. The commandant called me in. We need to talk to you. I thought I was in trouble for something. The press is going to come. And well, anytime there's a commandant you. involved in anything, it's, <laughs> exactly. not, it's not it's good It's going to be dicey, Craig. It's not, not yeah, it's good. not good news. <laughs> the and commandant calls you in. They said the, the local press, the uh, you know Niagara Falls papers coming, they want to talk to you. I want you to behave. I went, what happened? Did my dad die? What's going on? Yeah. No, he had won the Oscar and they wanted to talk to me, get a quote from me. And they didn't show, but you didn't watch it live on television? No, we had to go to bed at, you know, seven or whatever. It was, <laughs> you know, East Coast, so it's later and they didn't, it was a different era. Well, they're strict, those military they very schools, strict. aren't they? But, you know, maybe I was sent there as punishment at age 13, but it was anything but. I love military school. At really? It was a, Ro- a Roman Catholic the discipline. military boarding school, the triple crown of repression. Yeah. Yet I did great. I got straight A's, <laughs> and I, 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 got, I made PFC right away. I loved it. I loved marching around in a, with a wooden gun in my now, hand. Would you and, send your you know, daughter there? No. <laughs> but she was different. I was. Uh, he had a good pause on that one. Yeah. No. I was out of control. I didn't know it at the time. I thought, why are they sending me to military school? I needed some order in my life. Yeah. I really did. Were, now, were you a derelict when you were younger? And I you were sent just, there not uh, as a punishment, but you needed a, the discipline? I had trouble with the truth. I had no discipline. <laughs> you know, I had a lot of things. And it began to, you know, uh, I had no order in my life. You know, there was a lot of things that I needed that I got. I didn't fully get them all at the time. I got some of them right away sure. and embraced them. Others I didn't quite get, but it was like time release. Well, you were being was... raised in the home of an artist. Yeah, yeah. artist. And, and an artist your mom gone too? most of the time. Your mom, too? My she mom, she left when I was a year old. I didn't discover oh that she God. was my mom till I was 16. Wow. I was well, told so you got this. issues going on. you got the father who's always working. Your mom left when you were one. And, it's and they a, were never married. He was married to another woman at the time. My dad a, was. And he had a two, not a, one, but two children. Wow. Yeah. That's with a this. trifecta for, for exactly. drug abuse. I know. It's, you, and I, I uh, did very you. well in the 70s <laughs> with drugs and alcohol. I, I, I should or say Or being a comic poorly. and you became that too. Yeah. By say, when I say I did very well, I did very poorly with it and it, almost killed me. But uh, I lived through it and you know got well in 1978, and it's been very good ever since. But uh, it was very confusing back then. I didn't discover who my mother was till I was 16. I go to get my driver's license. So you have when you get your driver's license, the document called. Uh, your birth certificate. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, you got to have that. You, <laughs> you need one of those. Yeah. So I get the birth certificate, and Dad's driving the car. We're going to the DMV. And Dad, yes. Uh, how come mom's name isn't on the birth certificate? Amanda wasn't your mother. Like, Whoa! Oh, Luke, I'm your father. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was one of those moments. And so, wow. uh, you know, uh, she's not? Who, who, who is my mother? Sandy. Then it was like, 
Did you know Sandy? Did you know Sandy? I love this woman, Sandy. You knew Sandy. I would see her once or twice. Who was she to you, though? She was a friend of the family that gave me, like, uh, a Christmas present on Christmas. She'd send me Easter candy. She'd send me a Valentine. Why did this woman like me so much? (laughs) I was crazy about her, too, any time I spent with her, which was rare. But, oh, God, I'm going to see Sandy again. I meet her at uh, Grand Central Station. You know, we'd meet her there, and she'd give me a gift. She was a friend of the family. She was a friend, and I didn't know what she was considered. What kind of friend she was. Wow. and then uh, I later learned when I got my birth certificate, she was, in fact, my mother. The woman who was my, I thought was my mother, she died when I was seven. So I thought, oh, my mom's dead. I go to the grave, put right. flowers. That woman was not my mother. Just oh. just a lover of your father's. Uh, the That's... woman he was married to died when I was seven. She was, in fact, my, uh, she was my stepmother. The woman I discovered at age 16 was my uh, wow. maternal mother, my genetic mother. Now, is she my still alive? She died in 98. 98. And did you stay close with her? And did you call uh, yeah, her did. mom? Yeah, I did. You ended up calling oh, her mom? Yeah, yeah, I got to have a, a relationship yeah, with her. A relationship with her. This is unbelievable. Wow. I had no idea any of this. Yeah. And I, I thought, I, I, you know, you read what you read in the press. You're out there talking about the green planet. You know, little did we know you, you could be there was talking some, about uh, very odd stuff going on yeah, in my young years. You be, wow. There's a lot of dysfunction. And did, now I was talking off the air, or maybe I was on the air. I can't remember. <laughs> it's all the same. It's all the same. Uh, were you a comic? You were a comic at one time. I did stand-up for years. At the uh, comedy first store. All, first of all, I started out with a partner. We yeah. had a duo. Michael Richards and I had a duo. We met at Valley And College. we know who that is. Yes. Just Kramer so you know, that's Seinfeld. Kramer from Seinfeld. Oh. He was his partner we in comedy. We had a duo. We went to the, the Hoot Night, the Monday night at the Troubadour, and Doug Weston wanted to sign us and all this stuff was going on. Then Michael joined the military. He went and joined the Army, and so I was all alone. So I started doing it on my own in Boulder, Colorado. I won a talent contest there, and, and then I went on to uh, I went on to do clubs and colleges and concerts. I was there. You went solo in Boulder, yeah. Colorado? What were you doing in Boulder? I had moved there the day of the earthquake in 71 because I thought L.A. was going to fall on the sea. I didn't understand <laughs> there you go. geology at that time. Then you went to Boulder and you got, tectonics <laughs> or things. you got stoned every day in Boulder. Yes. And some stoner voted you to the best comic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. uh, more than one, Because it's apparently. always funny when you're high. Yeah, exactly. Well, my But it's a big marijuana was, place. It was, yeah. it was I'm sure you knew that Drug humor there. was a thing. I had a cop uniform and I did a thing. I, Officer Ed Begley, I'm here to rap with you kids about some of the problems in the community. Reds, yellows, dragonflies, snapping Turtle, Donald Ducks, Tinkerbell, some of the <laughs> some of the drugs you all come in contact with, and it was this crazy thing where they'd all like, oh, they were pissed at first that a cop was coming into the Troubadour, the Ice House, to talk to them. I'm here, I paid money, and why is a cop coming as a public service? <laughs> thing? And then once they got the joke, they'd laugh louder than anybody. Did you see how he channeled his old act oh, like yeah. that? He went into a whole other zone, like yeah. it, was a, it was like it was a seance, and he was yeah. calling back this dead act. Yeah, from the seventies. <laughs> from the seventies, yeah, exactly. And you had it down. Yeah, I you I would have voted you to the winner, and I'm not stoned. Thank you so much. I, I, I think that was good comedy we both material. Got well years ago, so Craig. Thank M- God. Michael Richards was your partner. I thought you had another one. Was Barry Levinson, or was that uh, Craig no, T. I Nelson? Wish, uh, Craig T. Nelson and Barry had a duo. They were very funny. A lot of people don't realize that the great director Barry Levinson was partners with Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, they did a very funny act as a as a funny act as well. And then you went solo, and then just stopped. Doing stand up. I got married I in '76. At that uh-huh. point, I'd done uh, clubs, colleges, concerts, etc. From 1970 through '76, a lot. I was making a certain amount of living at it, and then I got married. I went, "Hey, I, 
uh, comedy yeah. clubs or saloons. I don't want to make my living in saloons anymore. I want to go back to being an actor, and I'll do that. I'll be a good husband. And then a few years later, that finally took, and I got well, and I got sober. And right. uh, by 78, I had bottomed out on that. Even though I stopped doing the comedy, I thought that would fix it. I wouldn't be going to bars anymore. <laughs> right, right. But whether or not I had an act, I was still going to bars for another couple of years. And uh, but I stopped it for that reason. And, it, you know, it's it's very hard work because I don't you know, I don't need to tell you. Yeah. And so it's much easier to stand in front of a Panaflex. Twenty one Baker, take one. You've learned your lines <laughs> and you do the thing. Someone else's lines. Somebody else's all lines. Yeah. Right. You have to write it, produce it, write choreograph it, 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 everything. People don't Figure realize the that. lighting. You know, you do you do everything. Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing, though, that stand ups put all that work into it? And yet it's like a 20 dollar ticket and people are protesting, but they'll go, you know, it, it makes no sense to me. No it's, sense. It's like, you, uh, why, you know, don't you realize what does go into this? A lot of work. And to get a solid, I finally, at the end of it all, had a solid, like, 20-some-odd minutes of pretty good laughs. And that took me, what, like two years, three course, years to yeah. get that. Yeah. To hone it and craft it and everything yeah. else. And, and it and, wasn't a good act like yours. My, I was a prop comic. You know, think Carrot Top <laughs> or something or Gallagher. <laughs> you know, I, was, I had a bunch of props and crap. But... You're your blonde hair. You were white top before. Karen I was. Top. Thank you, you so much, Craig. I was. Here's white top. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I do not denigrate anyone with props, by the way. I do not I agree do. with that part of it. I, 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 I think that that takes just as much work. Because how about if you do a movie, there's plenty of props. That's true. Right? They're called visual aids. You need them, special effects and everything else, to make a movie good. If that's what makes your comedy or impressions, I think great for all of it. I, I agree. But as long as it's case, entertaining you, it still yeah. takes that hard work to do that. And it, you are correct. In my case, it was more a crutch than a really solid part of it. I didn't have – I wasn't that good of a writer, so I would just do a quick thing with a – you know have an inflatable rubber dummy or come out on roller skates or something. I literally did both. I literally did both. It I had slides. I had a slide projection slide. thing. There was Real no, awesome. like, you know, plug in a monitor and a USB port back then. This is the 70s. I had a, you know, carousel projector with a slide click-click, da-da-da, and I had all these different things, these gags that I did. Insane. Totally insane. But that, take, but that takes a lot of it work. It does. I won't lie to you. It probably took more work than uh, writing yeah. the jokes. But I thought, oh, this will be easy. I'll just have a slide that'll come up there. <laughs> more work. A lot more work. Visual aids are difficult. Yeah. I, I can't think like that. You know, I always think that when I see a, a Cirque du Soleil. Do you ever sit there and just go, who thought of who that? Who thought of all that? Who in the world could think like that? And who even knows that that's at your disposal to have, a, you know, a guy, you know. Running at a, a giant hamster cage, but not inside <laughs> on the top. On the you top. know that one when he's on the top <laughs> yeah. on that yeah. big but, treadmill, you know, big circular yeah. thing? He's going to die, you think. It's crazy. <laughs> who right. thought of that? What, yeah, who's sitting around Who going, engineered it so the guy doesn't get saying. killed? So you actually have to have an engineer's <laughs> mind along with a creative mind. That I so have. So I'm a stand-up, always... right? I'm a st- I can think of what's funny, but I'm not th- I'm not going at a cage. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not thinking along these lines. I think that oh, every not time I go to... Not even a batting cage? Not, not even something like that? I might add it. That now that I hear about honor. you and your props, I might add a slideshow. Because it's easy now. All I need is a port. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all you need. I don't need. need to be clicking. I could have someone do it for me. Exactly. So, Ed, uh, the other thing that you got involved with, uh, along with the stand-up, right around the same time, was you got involved with our environment. And I say our environment, which I wish more people would understand. Yeah. So you're doing this for us. We're, I'm doing not it for, for me any, and my kids any, and everybody else, too. They, everybody goes along for the ride. It. Yeah. 
But uh, I started in 1970. It was the first Earth Day, and I knew from empirical evidence, it was no study I had to look at or what have you. I knew from seeing it and tasting it and smelling it that we had a problem with air pollution. Sure. I lived in the San Fernando Valley, and you couldn't see the San Gabriel Mountains, the uh, Simi Hills, the Verdugo Hills. You couldn't see it, and also you would be sitting in this chair. Forget about running. Just sitting here, Craig. It hurt your lungs. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about 300 days a year. Yeah. It hurt. You couldn't really exercise as a kid. They had smog days. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have 300 smog days a year, but they had 300 smoggy days where you would be off of school smog days that you couldn't uh, so we had snow days back in philadelphia you actually had smog days where you're off of school they, they, you could still go to school, but he had to stay inside, and you couldn't run or jump or skip rope or anything. And how does they have like thirty a year? See, wow. now take ourselves back to then, and when people are protesting about you know climate change now, like I always say, say why not explore it? Why are you, why are you condemning people that are just trying to open up your mind to another view? And thank God are the, the the courageous people that did that in 1970 when it was coming to air pollution. I remember when I was a kid. My mom is very uh, say right wing. Mm-hmm. I, I hate the my label. My dad was too. Hate the Very label. Conservative, my conservative. Dad. I don't like the label, but let's just go with that, okay? And I remember every time that someone would protest anything, she would go, "What's wrong with these people?" She even hated that bumper sticker, "Question authority." You know, how dare you question authority? You do not question authority. Wow. And so, yeah, and I, she raised me thinking, you know, a bunch of hippies, bunch of conspiracy theorists, and that's what they are. And I remember the same thing with pollution. It's, it's, she would go, eh, just chuck it out the window. And I and I come. You're you're going to get a fine. She goes, oh, those people don't know. Those people they don't know what they're talking about. And I understand that's a lot of people. That's what they just accept. So the same thing's going on with climate change. I think the I am, same thing that they're saying today. They were saying back then. We'd love to fix the air. We can't afford it. You go broke doing it. Here's what actually happened, Craig. We have four times the cars since 1970. Millions more people yeah. came to L.A. But is the smog the same or worse? No, it's better right. because of catalytic converters, combined cycle gas turbines, spray paint booths, all those things that made economic sense and cleaned up the air. Right. We can do that again with climate change. Double pane windows and energy-saving thermostats and good insulation. And, yes, solar panels, too. And, yes, wind turbines, too. And, yes, plug-in hybrids. All that stuff. There's jobs creating those things, too. Hey, how can exactly. I not see? I, I, I can see there's jobs at oil derricks and refineries and coal mines. Those are jobs. I don't say those aren't jobs that put money back in the economy. But why are they not jobs making wind turbines? And of why, course they are. Why can't we double our efforts to, to start uh, you know, wind turbine companies and alternative energy companies? That's why, As you know, I always say to people about hey, what about our kids? I say, just tell me the truth practically. I, I, we don't have the knowledge that you have. Okay, so you have an electric car choice, which we'll get to that movie, Who Killed the Electric Car. You have an electric car choice. You're you're a parent. And then you have a gas car. Okay, with with the you know, some have a lot of oil spills and everything else. Now you have a jogger and it's your daughter or your son. Which one do you want to jog behind? (laughs) What just answer that question. That's a simple question. There's no conspiracy involved in it. Okay, so the choice is obviously you're going to go with, I want them behind the electric car because they're not getting the emissions, the toxins, and so forth. Of course. So then I say to them, if that's your choice, then there's your choice for your children's future. Right. Go that way. Why would you not want to go that way? Why would you, why would you right. protest 
Ed Begley Jr. saying, hey, there's an alternative way, and here's how to look at it. I used to watch your show all the time, by the way. I loved Thank it. Thank you, Craig. Whatever happened to that show? Uh, it was Living on with for Ed. two years it was funny on Home and, and Educational. You're very kind. And yeah. it was on one year on Planet Green. But Planet Green, who had it that final year, decided they weren't going to do green shows anymore. Really? Now they're doing travel stuff. So oh. they just went a different way. <laughs> and so yeah, they maybe sit we'll around. find a home with a new show. You, we'll see. What but about here's on the important On Begley Street, we're going to do a new show called On Begley Street. Mm-hmm. You and Rochelle doing, again? We've been filming it. It as a web series, but we might even have a home on cable somewhere. We'll see. Stay tuned with that. Uh, but the important thing to note about how I started in 1970 is the same way I want people to start today. I didn't go broke by 1970 expensive solar panels, Craig. I did the cheap and easy stuff first. And what happened next? You know what happened next. I saved, saved money. money. I started riding my bike. I started taking public transportation. I still have a bus pass to this day. I take public transportation <laughs> around. It's inexpensive. I ride my bike so I don't have to belong to a gym. You know, the world is my gym. Uh, you know, recycling, composting, uh, home gardening, you know, home, uh, you know, energy use just to lower your thermostat, you know, a bit in the, in the, the. Now, Ed, if there's the people taking notes, you're going a little quick. <laughs> okay. I'll give you a, a slow because, list. Because you live this so much. Now, let's go with someone slow like me. I have taken your suggestions, okay? Yep. So you got through to somebody. Isn't that nice to know? And that's what I always say with our show is if one person is open up to it, just a little bit alternative paradigm of living your life, Mm -hmm. whether it's health, wellness, whatever it is, or even alternative ways to laugh. Alternative ways to look at laughter of how it heals people. That's all I ask is just just open up a little bit and you see what happens is the results. If you have people with experience like you, now I'll tell you what I ended up doing. Okay, tell here's me. one. Uh, solar energy. Okay, there is a concept out there that it costs a fortune. Okay, so if I accepted the you know the structure that we're given. That's what I believe. Okay, that's in my belief system. Right. Guess what? I have solar now. Our house is completely solar. We're making money, and I love that. Great. I love <laughs> Great. I love to make money. I feel like I'm in, I'm in Vegas. I'm, like, looking at this thing. Hey, even my kids are going, Daddy, we made five bucks today. Because they, <laughs> like, they have this meter that tells you how much money that you're making. And here's the topper is I didn't have to pay for the solar panel. You got a solar lease? Yeah, I have a lease. Fantastic. What, 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 why would I not do this? Why not? Why, are, why is not everyone doing it? I'll tell you why they don't do it because they're locked into a certain way of being and they don't even want to challenge it and that, that that's what i applaud closed. you for doing it because well. that's what you do and you're opening them up you just need to talk slower when you, uh, I will. I'll talk good and slow now. When the front door is closed, I just go around the side door and say, hey, would you like to save money? Because uh, some people, I don't want to hear about the environment. I don't care about the environment. It's a yeah. bunch of hippie stuff. I go around the side door. How about lessening our dependence on foreign oil? How about cleaning up the air in Houston where you live? How about saving money? Well, right. how can you do that? Well, here, the same way I do. I can't afford solar. Neither could I in 1970. I'm not talking right. about solar yet. You could actually get it with the solar lease, but let's put that on hold for a second. Before you do that, get a home energy audit for your house. They're free in many parts of the country. Right. They come in, they'll tell you where you can save money. And what are you going to do first? I hope you're going to do it smart the right way I did it. Pick the low-hanging fruit first. Do the energy-saving thermostat. You know, right. Do the weather stripping. Put up the energy-efficient light bulb. And, and it comes back. Pee in the shower. I started with that. It's a simple thing, but you're getting a two for one. Well, that's I'm kind not, of uh, I'm not a flushing. nice date as far as you're concerned. <laughs> I'm not asking her to pee with me. Uh, okay, I'm saying okay. I pee in the shower, and I'm getting a two for one. It's fantastic. You know, instead of a diamond, get cubic zirconia. It's better than a blood diamond. A lot of women are not going to like me for that one. 
But uh, there are plenty of ways, that, that, that simple ways, fun ways that you really can uh, do something for yourself. And that's the thing is people don't understand is you're really doing it for yourself. And essentially you do save money and you feel a little better. I feel a little better by composting. And Good. my wife my wife gets a vaginal boner when, <laughs> when I compost. So if that's, that's what a new it's, term. If I'm going to file that away. If, yeah. if that's what it takes to turn her on, I'm throwing the banana peels in that damn can. And think and of we, it, you're we, not only we saving We're growing a stuff. garden, by the way, inspired by you. Fantastic. Big time garden. You're saving fuel in both ways by doing that. Here's what I mean by that. Normally, a big truck comes to your alley or your front street, your front yard, or what have you, picks up a bin filled with stuff like banana peels and leaves. If you keep that on site and you compost it, that truck is going to use less fuel over years' time. Less weight equals less fuel. Less stops equals less fuel. So you're not having trucking stuff away also if you're growing comp you're growing vegetables on site you're not using as much fuel to bring tomatoes yeah. in or lettuce in or what have you it's fuel savings as well as having wonderful fresh it's just, food. It, you know ed you live this and you know so uh, listen i'm coming from the other side is i understand the other uh, thoughts that people have they're just out ah, of hell with it wow ah, what's it gonna do and ah, me running the water ah, who cares you save money yeah well if you can get to that appeal people do dig that yeah so, but you know, as far as the word even sustainability, people just don't have a concept of it. So that's what we're just yeah, just open up a little bit. That's all we're doing today on the entire show about gay rights, about Chuck E. Cheese, and about uh-huh. <laughs> whatever, whatever we're talking about. Just, just uh, you know, even laughter. Just take a little alternative view, and it might be okay. It just might be. Anyway, we're coming more back. Uh, we're, we're coming more back. more back. We're coming back with more with Ed Bagley Jr. We have Sarah Sweet, Joel Geist. Do you stay right here? Laugh it off with Craig Shoemaker coming right back. Thank you. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Hey, it's Heidi and Frank for scorebig.com. There's been two ways to get tickets up until now. You can go to the venue or team site and buy your tickets directly, or you could go to the big ticket sellers, the scalpers, if the tickets for the really big events are sold out. And you can pay way, way over face value. Who wants to do that? Who would do that? Nobody! That's stupid. You don't have to do that anymore. Thanks to scorebig.com, a great website where you always pay less than retail, and you never, ever, ever pay any ticketing fees at scorebig.com, and you can save up to 60% on tickets. Every ticket on the Scorebig website is below retail price. Guaranteed. Great events. Lakers, Clippers, Kings, USC, UCLA, Basketball, Disney Hall, Kevin Theater. Mention specific teams in a list. Well, you did. <laughs> and uh, I think that's uh, perfect the way you did Those that. were teams in Southern California, but Scorebig.com is everywhere. everywhere. I just had a, I got a tweet. I got a tweet from a guy saying he's got his Giants tickets and he saved 30%. Awesome. Thanks, Scorebig.com. And that's what we're talking about. Uh, not just nosebleed seats, everything from the floor to the rafters. And again, no service or shipping fees ever. Your offer at Scorebig.com is what you pay. Always less than retail, never any fees, scorebig.com. Then type in Heidi and Frank to get uh, the passcode. Skip the line. Yeah. Start shopping right away. V- get your tickets today. VIP treatment. Don't here. wait. <laughs> type in Heidi and Frank. Do it right now. What are you still sitting here for? S-C-O-R-E-B-I-G.com. Proof why I was never a cheerleader. I can't spell. There's more proof than that. If you miss the Farley Brothers... I think it's also that creepy, like, you know, have you ever been in, like, a big group? Like, you get this mentality, and you're just not even thinking right anymore. No. Mob. Mob 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 mentality. mentality. It's awesome. It's a high like you've never seen. I was arrested for inciting a riot in Denver. (laughs) Are you serious? That's the coolest thing ever. All charges were That's great. Yeah, when the Broncos won. And what did you do? 
I lifted your shirt up. I did. Yeah. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the Farley Brothers. Wednesday afternoons at 2 Pacific. Only on the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Do I wish that our microphones were up for Ed Begley Jr.? Why is that? Speaking well, to his of all wife. The loving, oh. loving things I was saying to her. She's a nurturing caregiver, and I am the same with her, Craig. I noticed that. You I noticed. Was, I was writing down. As I was writing down tips on being green, I also was uh, writing tips on. Um, not easy being How to talk to your wife. How to talk to your wife. That's the unrated version. Will you pull your mic closer, Ed? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. the mic, as they say. And it also had me have a better understanding of, of um, how difficult it is for my audience to understand that we're doing this show. Because it took you the whole five-minute break to explain to her 
first of all, spelling toad. Spelling toad. I had to spell toad for her. She was spelling it T O D E. She's my generation. This is the problem. This is what I'm. We can't with. spell. We don't know about the internet. And so, how many times did you have to go over this toad? And he's he's literally hop, miming. Hop. He's going hop hop hop, <laughs> hippity hop. Like what we're on. And then he's going horny beautiful. toad, like a horny toad. And she's going, how do you spell that? So this one, the entire break was used up with that, and hopefully she's listening now. Rochelle, who Maybe is who's who's not only oh, I her, hope she calls. Not she on, needs to get equal time. We can't just diss her well, here. She had equal time on your on living with it. That's true. She was actually, I think, had more time. She did. She, she actually dominated. looks at that show and go, I wish I was on it a bit. On it. You're on it more than me. Count the <laughs> screen minutes. Are you serious? I know, Rochelle. She would count the screen minutes. There you go. <laughs> She's and she had all the better angles, too. She, oh, God. The lighting. you got to have one of these. you got to have a China ball here. If you don't have a China ball, she's not on set. She'll yeah. be in her trailer, which is <laughs> the putting garage. putting a sweat sock over the lens just for her shots. God love Like her. Sybil Shepard in Moonlighting. That's my Remember she gal. had a different lens. I'm crazy about her. Yeah, but <laughs> and she's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, she was on, and now you're doing another show uh, with Rochelle, right? On Begley Street. It's called On Begley Street, and this is an interesting show. You're going to move. You're finally going to move. You've been in the same house for a very long time. Yeah, she wore me down from '93 on when we started dating. I said she started to make some noise about the size of the house. I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, honey, honey, honey! Full disclosure, I am never moving from here. I will be composted out back. You want a bigger house? Start dating, baby. You know, go meet some guys. You're not. And then finally, years. Can we get a new house now? No, I will never move. This is my retirement. I can stay here. My bills are low. And then finally, 2007, eight, and nine, we had three good years. She said. Can we please move? And I said, okay, if you can find a place that has this amount of roof space south-facing for solar, uh -huh. this kind of yard so I can grow more vegetables, this kind of space so I can put a giant rainwater tank. She'll never find it. Oh, good luck, honey. <laughs> go find this. And she, the bitch found it right away. No way. Right away. Well, that's not really. At in, a good price. If you're a realtor, that's not in your wheelhouse. You know, people are usually looking for, you know, I'm looking for a pool. There's no one looking. Yeah. I'm looking for a tank space. I know. <laughs> that's usually not in. But in she the, found it to her credit right away. So we've been, uh, it's that. That was 2010 we did all this so we now we're going through a long process of building a lead platinum green home that will have a little more space but a lot more solar a lot more room to grow vegetables we have a 10,000 gallon rainwater tank already buried underground and you're going to film wow. this we've been filming all of it oh you're oh you're filming all of it and this is going to be a part of your show is she texting you right now Are oh you? she just said i tried to call in to defend my good name but head i don't know what that means this maybe there's a else. second one but nobody answered nobody no we'll, answered. we'll answer we'll, we'll answer. answer give us if a call see, uh, is this her ringing right now probably yeah. from 818 area if you can see the number no no you can't see the no you okay. can't see the call right now yeah but b-u-t-t i think that's me i think she wants to say ah butthead oh butthead she spelled butt with one t for the butthead so now finally she put b-u-t-t she spelled the butt with one head. For those of you who don't know, this is Ed's folks. wife who is basically, uh, she, was playing the, she was playing the role of Green Acres. She was Ava Gabor. She was, and I was Eddie Albert. That, Hi, honey, are you on the line? You are my wife. I'm Goodbye, city life. <laughs> and, okay, all right. Yes, okay. Here we go. <laughs> You're right, Craig. I can't, I, we can't do the computer or spell. <laughs> <laughs> but we love now, you. Um, my good name. Can you cuss on this thing? Yeah. Are you allowed to cuss? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can. Go ahead. Ed? Yeah. You're... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> There's really Here defending go. your good name. The has been thrown down. She's, the first shot across the bow. Okay, defending her good name with really the Tourette's my... people. <laughs> They're all behind you now. Like yeah, you shouldn't... <laughs> that's going to endear them. Let me tell you, when we were dating... For, uh, yeah, when we were dating... 
uh, yeah. we went out for years before we got married, for like seven years before we got married. Greg knows. In the early you 90s. Know, you know, early too well. Yes, absolutely. And the, the second, and when we were dating, she'd say, oh, honey, I made your tofu loaf. Tofu I loaf. never made we'll, tofu. We'll take the bus to go to the environmental rally. She was all this green. The minute that the ring went on the finger, I went a steak and a limo ride. And don't bother waiting up. I'll be going <laughs> with the gals out to Chippendales. It's, he it, just loves that joke. He, he loves it because there's because always it's truth. True. There's truth in comedy. That's what makes the best comedy. Listen, that's like every relationship. They all like the salesman. They don't want to handle the service agreement. Yep. As soon as you hand a service, yeah. it's a whole other story. So. Uh, but I love yeah. you, honey. Uh, but she's. Yeah. But listen, still yeah. here, and she has adapted to mostly her. your lifestyle. And let me ask you this. Have you ever adapted to her lifestyle? I have. Let me have say you? something. I'm let me hear how that's okay, manifested. She has actually been a good influence on me. I'm interested, too, Rochelle. I think she's full of shit. She's actually been a good influence on me. This is no bullshit. Because I lived, before I met her, in an energy-efficient bunker. I didn't care about visuals. I didn't think about it. Okay. My drought-tolerant garden looked like the Adams family yard. Her words, <laughs> not mine. And it was so bad. And I just had all this stuff. My water bill was low. And, a, you know, it was a drought-tolerant garden. But it looked like hell. Yeah. We now have the same amount of water use, drought-tolerant garden. But it looks great. The interior of the house that was started because of me. It started as a great house. My first wife made it look good back in the 80s. But then I let it go, and I've had all kinds of clutter and bullshit and environmental gadgets everywhere. Rochelle has made this house look great. And now we're going to build a lead platinum, beautiful home a mile east of us because of her Together. caring about aesthetics. Together. So right. She, she combines property. the aesthetics. I actually saw an episode where you used, which we just put an addition on our house, and we did everything you told us to do. Thank you. you. Use, I love it when that happens. You use recycled glass to make yes. countertops. Yep. She liked the look of it, and, and I, I like, like what the it was look made too. Out of. See, I'm with Rochelle, and, and, and half a lot of, of people were, as it turns out. I thought I was going to have nothing but followers. Half the people, <laughs> more than half, were on her side. Well, it really you do, pissed me off. You do need aesthetics because it gets you get credibility that way. The rain barrel That's was another perfect. example. I put this rain barrel that was under the downspout, and it's kind of orange or something, or orange. you know, some weird, and weird color. And she'll and go so, out and get one from Louis Vuitton. I got a better. One, I buried it underground. I got that a benefit be funny. because it was the one under the downspout is fifty gallons. The one I buried under the ground because of her is five hundred fifty. So, Craig, your a wife benefit. is an environmentalist, oh, isn't she? Huge. I'm telling yeah. you. You know how most wives are into like Brad Pitt and George Clooney. She wants your husband. Honey, she can have I'm available. Husband. Believe me, I'm available. I, exactly. And honey, the same with you. I don't want to stand the way of your no, happiness. And I don't want You're you not going to meet guys so staying home with a 12 year old. Get out there. Start dating. I'll help you put I your have. hair up. You don't need, need. Don't say anything more, baby. <laughs> did you? Did you ever think though that your husband? He's my wife's sex symbol. Wow. That's pathetic. I, that's sad. I don't know. I don't know if she's closing her I eyes. I look like Orville Redenbacher on chemo. What I don't know if she's painting you, you on the back of her eyelids visually, but she loves what you do. <laughs> okay, that I've I'll actually accept. been pressured by you. Okay. She, Good. We'll watch a damn show, and she comes and goes, how come you're not doing that? Now, most women watch something like, how come you didn't get me that diamond? Yeah. yeah. My wife is going. How come you don't have flat abs like, you know, Brad Pitt? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's normal. They're saying, you need to work out more. She's, she gives me a hoe and tells yeah. me to get, get into the freaking garden. I got garden. my own hoe, believe me. This isn't a ah. karma. Isn't it funny how this... <laughs> How our lives have worked out, Craig? Uh, We've Rochelle. known each other a long time. Long uh, time. Rochelle was the very first person to introduce me to uh, uh, a different uh, lifestyle myself. A better exactly. lifestyle. How about that? There you yeah, go. Yeah, that's interesting. You're, it is interesting. Is she, yeah. Rochelle introduced me to um, living a, a much better, uh, more conscious life on another level. Yeah. Yep. And then Ed comes along, and he introduced me to uh, living a green water. You see? Yeah. Saving yeah. and, and, and so forth. We're fully solar at our house now. 
Fantastic. Oh, my God. That's great, That's Greg. wild. Yeah. He got a solar lease, too, so he didn't have to put a lot of money oh, into great. it. Like I did. Giant organic garden. Fantastic. I'm, pl- I'm picking my first tomato tonight, by the way. I should have you come over and come yeah. by and have some oh, of the best really corn you've fun. ever had. We had corn yesterday, and we were eating. Yeah. We have such a corn harvest. We have like 80 corn plants or more, and we're yeah. eating corn like crazy. Really so weird back here. It's sort of like Nebraska, but then it's not. <laughs> but Wait then. a second. You're from Georgia. What are you dissing Nebraska for? I'm You're not like dissing Nebraska. This in Nebraska, no. it just has a, it, it's, it's a sight to behold, let's just put it that way. It's great, but, it's beautiful. Uh, anyway, I don't want to disrupt this beautiful Oh no, you don't want to disrupt this at all, that's why you called in <laughs> with all this. I know, I just F- had to you. defend my good name, it was being trashed, I can't spell, I don't care about the environment, all of which of course is true. But, uh, <laughs> you didn't want to not put forward in that way. It is an interesting couple. It was the way we were framing it that it, you didn't I, I think it's wonderful that we can, we're also showing people that you don't have to be alike. No. You, know, you really don't. Not at all. <laughs> not, not, look at Mary Madeline and James uh, Carville, okay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's us. opposites. They're right and left, and yep. you, you guys are basically, you know, one's destroying the environment and one's saving it. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie you Albert just, and Ava Gabor, you, you said you it. Just, Green Acres you literally, the Do you follow her around with, like, a bucket and a broom and a mop? <laughs> like, I do, but that's for yeah. other reasons. It has nothing to do with the environment. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. <laughs> So All right, go Rochelle. ahead, uh, have your little male fun, and I'll talk to you. Although there is a woman there. Oh, I don't know how you're doing it. There's yeah. Sarah. Sarah, Sarah's here. I talk a lot, very much. <laughs> well, with these two alpha males in the room, it's a little exactly. hard to get any exactly. I've been there. I know how that is. Oh, so, believe me, Rochelle is alpha Thanks, herself. She's never had a silent <laughs> thought in her life. Rochelle? No. She doesn't have an edit button. No, she, she does not have that edit button. She expresses everything, most, uh, which every I think is wonderful thing. about it looks her. looks like somebody keeps wanting to try All right, to get let's, 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 okay, somebody wants to talk to Ed. Uh, hello, you're on the Craig Shoemaker Show. Laugh it off. Uh, who's this? Hi, it's Laura from San Francisco. Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi, I called you last week. I had the sprained ankle. That's why I couldn't see your show. Now, do Hi, you, Sarah. Hi. Do you have a, a sprained tomato plant Hi. that you want to talk to Ed about? <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I really wanted to... Have Ed. Hi, Ed. Hi. I have him chime in about um, your new look because during this segment, because you had been talking about your look last week, um, I was thinking maybe a Carmen Miranda hat with recyclable bottles, some plants, some <laughs> vegetables, and if he could give us some advice, tell him how you want that new look. And I just want to hear what he has to say. About my new look, I, 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 this was just what was available to me. You talk about my ugly Hawaiian nice. shirt. It, it was nine ninety nine. In a flea no, market. Week on your show, I right? know. We were talking about fine. Fall. Everybody said wear a fez. I'm just trying to find a look. It's hard, Ed. So Ed I think uh, Ed, a French you... pastry chef's hat would be very good for the next <laughs> Listen, episode. Listen, you're talking to a guy that used to go on stage in a police uniform. Exactly. Okay? This is the wrong guy. Just to shake it up. <laughs> shake it up every week. A pith helmet he's, after that. He's not you the know? guy. He had slideshows for his. Uh, this is not the guy to give me advice on how to look on stage. A fez is a good idea, but a fez with well, antlers. An shake it up. Look. An environmental <laughs> look. Then I could. Yeah. Then you could I could be a like, messenger for yeah, you. Yeah, you could be like John Muir or Edward Abbey or somebody. You, you know, sh- if, if anybody knew what they look like, you know, <laughs> you just have to go online to go to Wikipedia and get the beard to look like John Muir. Is that who I should look at? Okay. That's a good look. Ed, uh, thank you very much for calling, Laura. I thank think you, Laura. I think you should start an army Jesus. of of environmentalists. Don't you right. think so? You could be the leader of the army of environmentalists. Oh no, I'm more of the don't follow leaders, watch your park and leaders uh, crowd. I, <laughs> leaders, give me a break. <laughs> Uh, no, my first act as leader is to say there are no leaders, 
That's well, my uh, okay. first pronouncement. For lack of it, it's semantics. For lack of another term, you yeah. have to you have to get a collective consciousness. How's that? Yeah, that's that's a nice, true. That's uh, a collective nice consciousness term. I like, and certainly right. benefiting from what others have learned in the past. I certainly benefited from what David Brower had done, or John Muir had done, or uh, Rachel Carson. Had they were done. your mentors. They were basically yeah. Some of them I met. Some of them I did not meet. Of course, mm-hmm. but uh, those that I met influenced me greatly. Sort of the ones I did not meet, and so that's what I hope to do to pass on some stuff I learned. That works and doesn't work. And the most important thing I'm going to say today, you know, I urge everybody who wants to do something green, do the cheap and easy stuff first, like yeah. starting with a home energy audit, a business audit. Get that audit done. They come in in most of the places in the country. It's free. And then you'll have a list. Column A, cheap stuff. Column B, medium ticket items. Column C. You build the column C. You do the cheap and easy stuff first. But nowadays, for the column C of solar, you don't even need to do that. You can get solar, which used to be a big ticket item, for a lease for right. like nothing wow. down. Yeah. So there's a you lot make of ways money. To on it. That's Make what people money. don't understand. With that? You literally you're, get credits. Yeah, you're paying like seventy dollars uh, a month for the solar lease, but you're making ninety dollars a month because you're, you're spending less, yeah. that much less on electricity. Now, what what about in the uh, the the world of arts? Okay, you you you're acting all the time as well. People don't realize that you're constantly guest starring. Thank on God, things. still you, working. And you do a lot of the, uh, the the best in show you were in, and yeah, and, all those Chris Guest so, movies. Uh, love those. You're uh, dialed in with Chris Guest. He's wonderful. I wish he'd do another movie. Sadly, I think he's taking a break for a while. Is he really? Yeah, I wish he'd do another one. Don't you like want to lean on him? He's my one opportunity to be in future (laughs) films, you know? It's him or nothing. Don't you want to lean on him and, like, give him ideas, go... Yeah, you know, check out these goat everybody. people. Everybody, yeah, I'm sure check Fred Willard, everybody's going over and saying, I, hey, when's the next movie coming out? I got a letter for Christopher Guest giving him an idea because my last name's Geist. They must have just been sending it to everyone. <laughs> oh, Seriously, it was addressed to Christopher Guest. It came on my mailbox somehow. That's funny. Was it a good idea? It was for uh, the beauty pageants, like the little kid beauty pageants. Oh, oh actually, that's a great you idea. See that that's a good idea. For, that is a good idea for him. Yeah, but yeah, we're coming up with ideas. So, so just so Ed can work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm fortunately been working a lot of other things. Yeah. I just did that HBO movie with Christopher Plummer, with Frank Langella, and uh, Danny Glover. And Langella. That's my old buddy. He's wonderful. He's a he's a wha- he's a whack, but a good whack. Very funny. Very nice to me, as they yeah. all were. And uh, Stephen Frears directed. It's called Muhammad Ali's Greatest Fight. It'll be on HBO probably and that's, next year. And that's about his. We talked about that the earlier. Supreme Court right. battle. Yes. About, about the Vietnam protest. Right. And he, he said, to "I don't want to go." Lost no his career. Vietnamese over it. ever call me N-word, and so yeah. uh, you know that was his point of view. Who's and playing so, Ali in it? Uh, Ali is just archival footage. Right. No, uh, it's a real Muhammad Ali. And then we are the Supreme Court justices, Frank Langella and uh, Christopher Plummer and all of us are the Supreme Court justices of that time of that time deciding this very important and weighty case and uh, there's a lot of clerks uh, which justice do you play I play uh, Harry Blackman Mm mm-hmm and uh, I'm the one who, uh, you know, was certainly a Nixon appointee, as was Frank Langella's character, uh, Warren Berger. But then uh, I wound up turning and going the other. Did you really? Well, you, you did I won't the say Roberts. which way I you went. The... You know, he kind of, but he okay. he did. A, he had his mind made up one way, and he went another way. Finally, at the end. Yeah, it was so. And it, Roberts, look at what Justice Roberts just did. Very interesting. It was very, his most courageous fight, Mahalo. Very courageous. And that was, by the way, courageous what Roberts uh, did. No matter Roberts. what side you're on, okay? Relax, people. Relax. <laughs> okay. They get fired up if you think. If they think you're a liberal, they freak out. Yeah. Or if they think you're, well, conservative, you freak out. Everybody's freaking out with one another. Just listen. Just listen to another narrative. That's all. Yeah. Because there, there are plenty of them out there. And, you know, what I was saying earlier is the voice is already there 
for the common dialogue right? Uh, because it's sponsored. It's called corporately sponsored. So where are we going to hear the alternative view? Movies like this. Yeah. We only heard about my mom used to say, I remember that, that Ali's a coward. He's a traitor. And that's the only narrative that I heard. Right. That, Whatever that, you think of it, it was a very interesting and important time in our history. And yeah. It was a big decision, and there was a lot of going on with the Vietnam War and what have you. And so it's a very interesting story that talks about that time in the early 70s. Wow. And, and so uh, Frears directs it? Stephen, Stephen Frears, Frears, a wonderful director, did wow. uh, Queen and other things. Uh, uh, the Grifters, he's a wonderful, wonderful director. Yeah. Dangerous so, Liaisons, so you, I think. He did you say the that. real Muhammad Ali is in it? Uh, footage, but archival, archival footage from when he was in his 20s. So you, oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see what it – I was going to ask you more questions about it, but I guess we'll see for ourselves. When does it come out? Uh, it'll be out probably next year. And you're now on the show Rizzoli and Isles. I do a recurring part on that. I'm on that occasionally. Love that show. A lot yeah, of fun. Which is not – what we would consider political fair or anything like that no or? no it's uh, a very good show though but uh is there about lawyers they're lawyers it's a cop angie and Harmon. A, yeah and uh, a cop and a you know uh csi kind of examiner a, a medical uh, examiner for you know forensic medicine now uh, now when you're on the set okay now you're with these people regularly do they avoid you <laughs> like the plague really no, no. Here he comes with the bicycle. Do they feel pressure to recycle around That's you? That's the you thing know, is when 90s, people around you, you do know that, Ed. When people around you, they feel pressure or they think the that 90s, you're going to judge them. I didn't get work in the 90s till Chris Guest uh, Come sprung on. me from movie Seriously? jail. I didn't work much at all. I had six weeks on a movie called Greedy. I had uh, six days on a movie called Batman Forever. That's the whole decade right the there, whole Craig. The 90s. I, I did television. No, you were She-Devil. That was the 80s. That was the 80s? 80s. With Roseanne? Yeah, but I did not work in a major movie, you know, a studio movie, except that six weeks on Greedy and a week and a half on Batman Forever. I could go to, I could go to Canada and do a movie with a little girl and a bear and did. I could go to <laughs> Australia and do a movie with a little girl and a kangaroo and did. Were you I could go out of the country. You were essentially blackballed? But I don't think my name was on a list somewhere. I think I just gave people the creeps. They were afraid I was going to go up to them and go... Why are you in that limousine? You're a bad person. Why are yeah. we wasting the electricity? Yeah. Turn those lights off. I would never do that. Right. And I had evidence on the set of people were actually afraid of that. They come up and they go, we're going to take care of it, I swear. Just don't walk <laughs> off. What are you talking about? We couldn't get an electric station wagon. Relax. I'll roll down the hill because I had to drive a station wagon. <laughs> I'm not going to stomp off the set. People were freaked. <laughs> oh, God. We got to go. Yeah. Okay. Man, well, that went, so, on, that went so damn fast. It um, did. You know, let's do it little, again. Uh, and you're going to bring Rochelle in next Definitely. Time. Equal time because she will be here and I'll have like no time. She'll hog the mic. Believe that's right. That's not by equal your, time. your uh, exchange. That was really something I wasn't. I mean, <laughs> I've you, seen the show before, but I, I was, it was surprising. But in a good way, it's say so about, fun. Say his, his sneeze, what he said instead of Gesundheit. I don't know. You, you I'm not, I just sneezed. I don't think I did any other sound. Yes, Craig. you did. What was it, sir? Was it bitch? That's what it was. I went. You bitch. You bitch. I'm going to use that one. I can't with my wife, though. I'm never angry oh, with her. Oh, she'll slap you. I'm, 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 I'm never angry with her. You want to know something He's funny? I'm never angry with her anymore either. We really don't real fight. That's, we fake fight all the time. Yeah. We never real fight That's anymore. exactly right. That's it's what we great. do on this it's show. Like, Let little puffs of steam off all the time. you can tell you're super in love with her. Like, you, exactly. like he's giddy about that's, her, but that's, he's like, you bitch. That's what's at the core of it. And by the way, she comes back at him on the air and says, fuck you. Yeah. Opens right up with it. Right up. Yeah. She didn't even pretend to sneeze during it. <laughs> it wasn't even clever. It was no. just flat out, right out, flat of, out. Right out of the streets of Atlanta. Yeah. yeah.
All right, coming up next on the Toad Up Network is Stimulus got? Package. Uh, this week, Dante, Rebecca, and Anthony talk to the winners of the Funniest Comic in L.A. contest, former American Idol host Brian Dunkelman and Mr. Balding himself, Dennis Raskins, are the guests. Oh. I hope I'm saying that right. Haskins, Dennis Haskins. That is Haskins. And, yeah, and the guy. gay of the day is the director, Glenn Gaylord. You do not want to miss They're loading up. They're loading they up loaded. with the big guests. They're brand new, and they want to come out. Yeah, apparently. If they pass us in the ratings, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, Dante is he's one of the great comics out there. you got to listen to that show, watch that show. Alonzo's and, uh, by the on way, next week. Oh, Lonzo's on our show. Lonzo yeah. Bowden will be here. Uh, by the way, Ed, are you friends with uh, John Lovitz? I love John. He's right there. He's right John in the back of here. Yeah, he's here. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't realize you get that excited. I get more I excited. I would have been so much nicer to him and to you if I knew. No, he he's outside out. of the glass. He owns this club. Hello. Yeah. Wait, get a picture Hello, with Ed. us first. Hello, okay. Ed. Very right. nice. How are you? Very Goodbye. nice. I'm waiting over here. We're going. All right, we're going. Bye. Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.